Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this is Toys by Chance. We're show we come and talk all things movies, television, sometimes sports, uh, and, and of course, movie of the week, which, I mean, this is old news now, but we're talking about it up top because this was, this was easily the biggest story to happen in the last two weeks. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the world has lost a legend in, in sports entertainment uh, with the, I'm sure you all know by now, with the passing of Kobe Bryant. Uh, it was, it was a shock to me. I, I will, because we haven't really talked about it. But when I heard Kobe Bryant passed away, I was, I was shocked. Yeah. Because I remember, yeah, I remember I woke up, I saw, I think it was like Paul Yama posted, this is like how devastated he was. I'm just like, wait, what is Kobe Bryant? Is Kobe Bryant dead? And I looked it up and yeah, and it was weird because like the whole time, like no one, no one really knew the full extent of the damage. First, it was like Kobe and all his daughters, then like Kobe and one of his daughters, then Rick Fox got pulled in somehow. Yeah, but, yeah, it was a it was a crazy, crazy story. But he did he did along with him he did lose we did lose one of his daughters. It was I think his second oldest, Gianna. Uh, yeah, Gianna, Gigi. Yeah. Um, I was in the movies. I was seeing the turning, and um, Beck texts me and she goes, um, she texts me, is this Kobe thing really true? I was like, what the hell is she talking? I had no idea. I was in the movies. Yeah. So I went on, on Facebook and I'd seen something about a, cr- a plane crash. And I'm like, well, I said, hang, hang tight on that. I said, I don't know if that's true or not. Cause I had looked at ESPN. ESPN hadn't updated anything on the news portion. They're usually pretty good on that. So I said, you know, just hang tight on that. I said, I'm not hundred percent sure because you see these, like you hate, you hate to even think of it in this situation, but you, you see some of these death hoaxes and stuff like that. Yeah. You don't want to you don't want to read too much into it. So I was kind of like, let's wait a couple, you know, and see what's going on. Uh, 10, 15 minutes later, I go back on ESPN.com and sh- sure enough, it, you know, they confirmed. But so I was like, you know, wow, it's just really, uh, really crazy, especially because like, I mean, he played basketball through the duration of most of my life, like all of my life. My, 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 mine know? too. So, like, I, yeah. I grew up watching Kobe Bryant's. Uh, play with the Lakers and did spent his entire career with one team. Really young yeah. too. He was only forty one years old. Yeah, it's it, it, yeah, it's nuts to think about that. We and also should we also know that he was the first NBA player to win an Oscar uh, with yeah. uh, his animated short Dear Basketball. Not only that, like he, it'd be one thing he was just a great player, but the dude did so much. For his community, like he did a lot for charity. Uh, he recently got a lot into animation, tried to use that to help educate it, uh, help educate in uh, underprivileged schools. It's yeah, it was incredible. Like, he was he really started. He he really started to grow up. Like obviously there was that Colorado incident with all that stuff that he said, she said stuff that had happened that did not happen with the yeah. allegations of rape. But past that, like he really started to mature as a person and a player on and off the court. Um, just what he was doing with women's basketball, that movement, he was really trying to, you know, push, you know, his daughter, Gigi was a, was an obviously wanted to follow in her father's steps and really just was a, a beacon of, of hope for these, for these girls because they would come to him for, you know, advice and stuff like that. And he had like, I believe that he had like a type of camp that he, he like taught to. I, I, um, I, I, be- I believe that's correct. Not yeah. I want to say you're right. 
Yeah, but I mean, he was really like really starting to grow as a person with all the things that he had faced earlier in his career and stuff like that. And to to really lose somebody like that, especially so young, um, and you know, with children, and not even like you know, obviously the other people that you know lost their lives tragically on that on the same yes. plane. You know, we're not taking anything away from that. This is this is a person that we knew just because he was in our life on and off for 20 years. So, yes. you know what I mean? There's more of that connection there. I'm not taking away from anything from the no. other people that passed away on the, on the plane, but helicopter. this guy was in our life for or, or helicopter, but this guy was in our life for 20 years on and off, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you think of modern day basketball, there are a few faces that come to mind. Like it's, it's uh, Seth Curry, LeBron James, uh, maybe James Harden, Jack and Kobe Bryant. And maybe like, Russell Westbrook. Maybe well, maybe Russell Westbrook, but like yeah, he is one of yeah, the, but that's it. Yeah, he's one of the faces you think of when you think of basketball in at least in at least this century. One oh, of the, absolutely, he was huge. One of the most influential players of his decade. He was a guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer, and which which they're uh, moving up the process to induct him in next year. I think are they really? That, that's good. yeah. Oh, you mean, oh, Which, but oh, he, I think he would have been eligible next year, anyways. Would he have been? Because isn't it isn't it five years to be retired? Is it, isn't it like is it like the NFL? I don't remember, but I know they were speeding the process up to get him in. Because I think I think he would have been eligible next year. Because I think it's five years okay. for the NBA as well. So if if, if they could, I I would want them to like the the process to get him inducted this year. I think that'd be nice. maybe that's what maybe that's what I read. Maybe that's what they're going to try to do. I just feel bad because like. You have such an iconic basketball player; he's not going to be able to receive his nomination no. into the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Which is kind of uh, kind of unfortunate. But I can tell you this, guy, Kobe Bryant, you will never never be forgotten. And because of the legacy and the sport you love so dear, we decided to do top our not top our, our we decided to do a basketball movie this week. And uh, ultimately, we got settled with he got game for a very good reason, which we'll get to later in the show but for right now uh, let's talk about our, reg- our regular <laughs> let's, let, let's you know let, let's make fun of our regular stuff first of which we have our weekly trailer rundown we actually have a lot to talk about well, more more so if we did this show a few days ago if we wanted to uh first of which is the trailer for irresistible so irresistible is a uh political comedy it's written and directed by john stewart which is the main selling point for me because i love I love John Stewart. I think he's. I think. I think he's hilarious. Uh, did you ever see his last movie, Rosewater? No, I never. No, I. I, I couldn't. I didn't see it. I was surprised. I, I was surprised with that movie because that was his directorial debut, and you hear John Stewart directing a movie, you think like, oh, it's going to be like a you know like surrealist comedy, and that's not what it is at all. It's actually like a really like hard drama. Uh, it's and it's actually like a really really solid directorial effort for especially for a first timer. I, I would encourage you to go check that out. But okay, yeah, this is his this is his second feature, and I think this is what most of us would expect when we hear John Stewart directed film because it's about uh, it's our Steve Carell. He's like a political political strategist, I think you would call it. Or a yeah, or, yeah, he run, he helped run political campaigns, and he's helping. Uh, yeah, he's a political strategist. He works on a campaign for a retired vet uh, in, I believe it's Wisconsin, uh, played by played by Chris Cooper. And then he goes at odds with uh, 
uh, goes at odds with another political strategist played by uh, Rose Byrne. I thought it featured Mackenzie Davis, Topher Grace. I think I saw Will Sasso in there. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Irresistible? Like a, a typical um, political comedy. I, I think of like Swing Vote with Kevin Costner or um, You're the only the one. Campa- the Campaign. Other other types of films that like have that like comedic slash you know what I mean political uh, man of the year I think was another one yes man of the um, year was political but yeah I mean it, it looks okay and I mean especially with the oncoming election coming up this uh, coming November I think it's I mean it makes sense that they would would push this out to come out you know yeah. It looks funny though. Steve Carell's great, so I mean, it I do think be I, I do think it looks very funny. Guys, got a good la- a couple, good couple of laughs out of me. This is one of I had a, like a list of like fifty most anticipated of the year for twenty twenty. This was on that list just because I, I love John Stewart with all my heart. I yeah. think he's hilarious. I love I love the Daily Show. And yeah, I think he's got a really solid cast here, and I'm really looking forward to this when it comes out in May twenty ninth, twenty twenty. And if that was too smart for you. Let's let's transition into stupid because we have the full trailer for uh, Fast F Nine: The Fast Saga. These titles are just not quitting this year, Russell. They are not quitting. No, they, no. Um, yeah, speak, another another uh, a lame uh, title coming up too. Um, from this yeah, is, a couple of them actually. The, the next two trailers, they're really running out of. Uh, Options here for what's, uh, titles what's, what's of movies. The, what's the next one? Now, God, uh, I, I know, I know, what you're thinking about, but yeah, yeah, uh, I, I do mean full trailer. This thing is almost four minutes. Uh, so look, we look, look. This we've said a lot about this franchise. <laughs> we will continue to say a lot about this franchise because look, yeah, I will say my admiration comes in many forms, and I. <laughs> Look, through all the bullshit this friend has put us through, I'm still fascinated. You know what I am, too. I'm fascinated by how stupid this shit can get. But you know what, though? The more and more like we say that, we're, we're there opening night. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, no, we're, we're, we're still going yeah. to see it, but still. Uh, it's so. just, it's like, what can you do? Like, what can you do? Like, how can you? It's It's almost like. At least Mission Impossible has rhyme and reason, and it's like it's it's it, it, it abides by the law. It, it abides yeah. by the law. Of physics this stuff here. Oh it my abides. god! Okay, okay, so let, let's unpack this <laughs> artichoke of, of stupidity. So, oh, like man. I said, first we got the title: Fast Nine, the Fast Saga. Because, oh, yeah. because where do you go after Fate of the Furious? Like honestly, where do you go? Uh, yeah, it's funny. Before we did this call, I actually saw. News that I think Vin Diesel they actually want to do a two part. Oh, a two parter for Fast. <laughs> I'm like, oh Infi- my god, Infinity, Infinity Fast Part One, Part Two. Just do it. I'm like, is this like Breaking Dawn one? I'm like, I can't. Just yeah. Can't. So Fast. So I, what? 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 Francis has a worse naming scheme. This or Rambo? <laughs> well, I don't know. You have a you have a first blood and you have a last blood. Um, I mean, sure, I but, I, in, but in between you got. Rambo First Blood Part Two, Rambo yeah. Three, and then just they Rambo. Used have, they used to have just Rambo. Was it Rambo 08, right? Rambo Eight, yeah, yeah. Um, I would probably say probably this. These are, this is these are probably the worst titles for uh, for films. Absolutely. I mean, you have the one, the one with the thuz, the one without the thuz, the one with twos where the thuz should be, the one where it's just fast. 
yeah, the one fate, fate, fate. <laughs> the one yeah, where fate. We, the one where it's just furious at Fast and Furious Six. Which I don't know how that or, got through. Yeah, there's one just Fast and Furious. Yeah, Fast and Furious yeah. Four. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so okay, we got the title. First of all, we see Dom, uh, him and his family are hanging out on a farm. Things are too. Things are too. First of all, does, does Vin Diesel does, does Dom try to even own a shirt with sleeves? I don't think he does. No, I'm pretty sure his wardrobe has to be all cutoffs. It's all it's all, all cutoffs and tank tops. And then just talking about family. Have a good family. <laughs> oh, <fuh. laughs> we'll get to it. Yeah, uh, we uh, see that. I remember, like, because the opening, like, I guess the opening scene of this trailer was that they released that as like the te- the trailer teaser. The trailer yeah. for the trailer was this scene. I was like, I saw it. and I was like, Is Letty gonna die? <laughs> I mean, I know Michelle Rodriguez hates doing these now, but is she going to die? Well, I mean, we, yeah, I don't know. She's somebody who they, the, the whole entire franchise can't shake. You think she's gone? She's back. She, she comes back. She she lost her memory. She got it back. Like, ugh. Yeah, but anyways, we see talk to her son. It's like, family is forever. Keep the, And, like, she gives away her necklace, which, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that her wedding ring? I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> yeah, so... She's like, yeah, I don't like that ring anymore. She gives that to her son. I'm just like, what if, what if, what if he loses it? Then you yeah, have no wedding ring. Yeah, eh, stupid. But uh, things aren't staying quiet for too long because we transition into cars and you know, fast, and furious, and all kinds of bullshit. Oh, we also that Mia Toretto's back. Uh, Jordana Brewster's reprising her role. She's been dormant for quite some time. Well, can she, yeah, well, I mean, in general, yeah, but she, we haven't seen her since Furious 7. We, we spent a whole entire film without Mia Toretto. Yeah, no, and I'm saying did, that wasn't... Did we miss her? Nope. She wasn't... Was she, when she was in 7, was she in it a lot? I'm, these are starting to muddle together. She was, she was in it for a bit. I just remember the beach scene at the end. She, yeah, she had the beach scene at the end. There's yeah. like a scene in the beginning where the house blows up. Oh, then, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right, that's right. They, her and Paul Walker have a conversation, uh, talk on the phone in the middle of the movie. That's all she's, that's all she's in Furious 7. But she wasn't as featured. Like, she was, like, in the first Fast and Furious, she was, like, pretty pretty featured. Oh, yeah. Fast yeah. And Furious, yeah. Fast and Furious, yeah. too. Yeah. But anyway, huh. the, the, yeah, the, the, brought her back. Yeah, but she's back. And we also get a peek at our new villain, John, uh, stepping in in the role of wrestler who will jack this franchise from Vin Diesel, number two. Uh, we see that he is like the super CIA assassin type badass dude who can stand in a car, take a hit from another from another car, and be fine, I guess. Because you can't see him. Because you can. Ooh. And, <laughs> I, 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 why'd I let that go? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> if the title, the title is stupid, but wait, there's more. You see, the twist is, turns out, John Cena... <laughs> This is Dom's cool. brother. Okay, my thing. <laughs> you have nine movies. You've never talked to once about We've never, brother. We've never like, I mean, one time mentioned. On, I have a bro- Not even if like, oh, yeah, I had a brother. Or like, yeah, I'm like. All, uh, all were- the time you spent preaching about family, you're full of shit. Yeah, it's like, dude, you don't even know family, man. You have family that you don't even know about. <laughs> It's all, about, it's all about family. What about your brother? Ah, fuck him. Uh, I, I'm just like, oh my god, they are really trying to squeeze him. They they don't even need to make him family member. They don't even need to do no, it. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah, like, well, again, we haven't seen the movie, but like, as of right now, this seems this seems pointless and unnecessary. 
Oh, but also, uh, we should mention that Charlize Theron as Cypher is back. She ditched her dreads for a bowl cut, only slightly less hideous. Oh, who, man. Who, who, who runs the hair department for this franchise? They, they, they need to be fired. Not, uh, not good. Not good. Yeah. That's also funny, because I'm looking at the trailer right now. Vin Diesel and Vin Diesel and John Cena look nothing alike. Like, no, at all. I mean, they're, they're not even remotely, like, look-alike at all. Uh, like, you want to, like... John Cena's more like Jim Varney. <laughs> Do you see those things? He does like yeah. Jack Jim Varney. Oh, my Dude. God. Dude, he's Jack Jim Varney for sure. He's like a Jack Ernest. Literally, if, if yeah. Ernest hit the gym every day of his life, Dude, that's what he looked it. like. Especially with that hair now. Especially with his hair, like, longer now. Like, that, that come over, whatever the hell. Yeah, absolutely. Also, how much how much stupid is in this trailer? Sean Boswell's in the trailer, and no one, no one gives a fuck. No. Nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cares that Lucas Black is now back in this franchise. Uh, we also see yeah. that there is a... But wait, there's more. There is oh, a yeah. car strapped to a rocket engine. Which uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure is them you know, laying seeds them to go to space in Fast 10. That's what's going to happen. Now they are. Need, now we just need that, fast, now we just need that uh, fast and Furious Jurassic World crossover. It's going to happen, I'm telling you. But wait, there's more. Oh, yeah. See, the final, I guess, set piece of this trailer is, well, uh, John Cena drives a car off the cliff and Charlie's the run, who somehow got out of jail. Not only got out of jail, but got a stealth bomber. <laughs> Picks him up with a magnet. We got magnet car, magnet planes and cars now. Because why not? But that wasn't dumb enough. Uh, we have what people are now calling Carzan. <laughs> I can't even. I can't with this shit. Uh, so, so Vin Diesel sees John Cena like, go off a cliff and get caught by a player. He's like, ha, "You want to you want to see them? Hold my beer." He drives off and sees like this like like a piece of wood with a rope on it. Oh yeah, drives into that somehow knows that's gonna what? hook onto the front wheel of his car and slingshot his ass onto the plane. It's just the level of disbelief in this film is just completely crazy. It's just like. This be- I I have lost my sense of disbelief about Fast Six when they flew in front yeah, of Yeah, th- there's a lot of like. I mean, you really, really have to like use your imagination for these. Films. I mean, yeah. I mean, because like because even, even like even like visually this it doesn't add up because like it looks like a piece of dental floss compared to the car. It does. I mean, there's like a small string. They're like, no way, this is gonna hold a, car, a like a vehicle. No way. But like, yeah, just keep track of the of, of the crazy ass shit we had. Uh, it start it started with cars pull safe. Then we had cars fight plane. Then we had cars fight drone. Then we had cars fight submarine. And now we have cars in. Yeah, it's uh, just it doesn't stop. But wait, there's more. <laughs> right, right when I was ready to write this film off, I had my fuck I had my fuck you in hand, and I was ready to I was ready to walk. It throws out one. It throws out one more thing. Let's see, we go to a new layer, and guess who should walk in among? I guess the new recruits. <laughs> Han. That's right. The dude who was in a total car and got blown the fuck up is somehow alive. I mean, I, it just it gets worse and worse. I just it gets. I yeah. can't. I I don't know how. I don't know why. <laughs> Honestly, this is the, this is the side point for me because I want to see what kind of bullshit they, 
<laughs> because if you saw if you saw Fast and Furious Seven, within the time he had to have gotten out of that car, from the time it took Jason Statham to get out, throw the necklace, talk a little shit, and then call Dom on the phone before the car explodes. Yeah, I mean, it just happened so quickly. There was no time. I just, yeah, this is just this is it crazy. Also, it also makes Deckard Shaw a really shitty assassin because he has he killed anything now. No, because every everybody that he tries to kill comes back to life or whatever. Or isn't, or isn't even dead, I should say. No, he, like, every time he tried to kill somebody, he fucking fails. Yeah, so he's, he's a bad assassin. Like, Dominic Toretto, still alive. Han, I guess now still alive. Bricks and Hick, well, he came back and then he died again. But, hey, I guess, I guess since nobody can stay dead in this franchise, he can come back. Why not? But, yeah, I have no idea how he's back. I don't know if it's a twin. I don't know if it's a clone. Shit, Han, Han could be a Terminator for all I care. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, who knows at this point? Now, despite all this, everything we've said in these past 10 minutes, we've spent a long time on the show. Are we going to see this movie? Oh, by the way, the, the end tagline of this trailer is Justice is Coming. Boy, it just. Yeah, I, 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 I'm really starting to hate Justice for blank character movements. Uh, now, despite everything we've said in the past couple minutes, are we going to see this movie? Absolutely. You bet your ass. <laughs> Uh, this, this this is because there's 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 too much huh going on for me to not see this. I, I, I need some explanations. Yeah, this is going to be like two two and a half hours of just yeah. I, I just we really need a lot of ex- explanations. I think and that's we like, do. We're probably not. We probably we're not going to get them. No, probably not going to get them. And even the ones we do get are going to be are going to be ridiculous and make no sense. But we're going to get them. Uh, but either way, justice is coming and. This movie is gonna. This movie's gonna make like buku bucks. Like I, I cannot believe we're in an age where Fast and Furious is one of like the prime franchises on the planet. Dude, I mean Hobbs and Shaw made a ton of money. They they have such a. And that's the other thing they're gonna do. They're gonna end up doing the Fast and the Furious franchise meets Hobbs and Shaw two down the road. I'm sure. Uh, that's why. That's why they're doing uh, ten in two parts. You know, it's gonna be uh, part one. They're gonna do on their own. They're gonna fail, and then yeah. they're gonna go to part two. Uh, where that's where that's where uh, Hobbs and Shaw and company come in. So Ryan Reynolds is going to be in. Uh, he's yeah. going to be in in the next in Furious Ten or Eleven, whatever. Spoiler: yeah. R- Ryan Reynolds is in Hobbs. I mean, do, do you do you care? Honestly, uh, but yeah, and not to mention like the fanfare that these things get. Like they have, like they have like a traveling stunt show. This trailer, this trailer dropped like literally. It dropped with an entire concert. Like it was, it was like a giant party just for Fast Fast Nine the Fast Song. Uh, so now Russell, I want to ask: Do you think this will be the highest grossing film of twenty twenty? I think yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's slated. When's the release date on this one? Summer? Um, May twenty second. Which, yeah. which, oh wow, coming out the same day as Irresistible. I know what I'm seeing first. Yeah, Irresistible. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I am seeing Irresistible first. <laughs> um. I don't know. Yeah, I, it has a damn good shot of it. I don't see anything else really leaping over it. I, I, I don't think anything in the summertime is really has the ground or the legs that uh, Fast and Furious, you know, the whole the whole quote unquote saga has. I think, yeah, I think this is a shoe in for top uh, top or if if not top three for sure. Oh, I top don't see three for sure. Right? I don't see, I don't see anything beating it. No, me, me, me neither, man. Me neither. So, yeah, uh, we'll be for F9, the Fast Saga, coming out, dropping worldwide, May 22nd, 2020. 
and just and wait to hear Vin Diesel say this movie is going to win all the Oscars. Never know. It's not. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. It's, it's, yeah, it's we do. It's it's absolutely not. <laughs> uh, next show, we had a lot of Super Bowl stuff drop. It's mostly a lot of repeats and the stuff. We can't really add a lot to the conversation with the news, except for Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick is, is a great spot. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the main one that people are talking about that we, uh, we were going to bring up is uh, the Disney Plus Marvel. I guess we can call it Disney Plus Marvel Showcase. Yeah. This is a 30 second ad. Now, we originally heard that it was gonna, just going to be Falcon Winter Soldier, which made sense considering that's the one that's been brought along in production. That's looking to be the one that's going to come out first. Uh, but we got so much more than we thought we were going to get. Mm. Uh, we got looks at uh, three of the upcoming shows. Uh, Falcon, Falcon, Winter Soldier, WandaVision. And we got a little tease of Loki. We'll get to it we'll at the end of this. But, uh, I mean, starting with Falcon, Winter Soldier, uh, we promised like a big like, es- like an espionage, like spy thriller type thing. And that looks like what we're getting. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I will say the production value on these shows is it looks like it's there. It looks like a movie, yeah, absolutely. So they're yeah, they're putting like, some they're absolutely putting money into this. They got they got a budget. It is cool to see Sam Wilson with the shields because you know that was what was teed at the end of Avengers End Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also do get a brief glimpse. We don't get to be a brief glimpse of the back of U.S. agents uh, John Walker by Wyatt Russell, who is basically going to be like the new. Uh, he's going to be like the government-sanctioned new Captain America. So, like, after Steve Rogers you know, becomes old and retires, uh, they make this new guy, uh, John Walker, uh, they make him a super soldier. And, they, and he's pretty trying to combat. <clears throat> he's trying to be the new public Captain America. Uh, I, th- I think it, the, the small glimpses we got of Falcon Winter Soldier, I think all look pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah. I mean, anybody who's followed the the whole Marvel, the MCU for the last you know eleven years, I mean, obviously is going to be on board with this. Yeah, now the odd one, the odd one out is definitely WandaVision. So we got a few glimpses of that, and everything we've heard about the show that's weird and trippy, and based based on the couple seconds we saw, yeah, I yeah, you we get did. it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like uh, I mean they said it's going to be like a 1950s sitcom. I didn't know what that me- meant until I saw this. Yeah, that's what it looks like because we've got. We got some scenes that look very reminiscent of I Love Lucy. We got I Love Lucy. Bunch. Brady Bunch. Yep, that's some what I got mar- out of it. Some Married with Children. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Visions as upgraded back to his clothes. I wanted to get back into his, like his little his cozy little sweaters from from Civil War. Yeah, <laughs> that I want Jake to release like a whole line of Vision wear. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I was I didn't think we get any look at WandaVision, but. The production on that must be going really well. Must be, must be really excited about it because they bumped that out from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty, and it looks like it's going to be dropping. Rumors, rumors are dropping in December. Okay. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think I think WandaVision. It looks as trippy as uh, we've been led to believe. Yeah, it looks fun though. I mean, I mean, they have good chemistry, the two of those guys together. So yeah, this this should be pretty good. And uh, we got a very brief glimpse of Loki, which just started filming, by the way. It literally just started filming, but they want they didn't want to be left out. I mean, they can't let the they can't let the bad logo be the only thing we get to see from Loki. Yeah, seriously. Uh, we get it's it's a very brief clip, but the one thing I did take away from it, he's wearing what looks like a prison jumpsuit uh, with with the letter. It looks like a TVA on it, which I know you're not a big funny book reader. 
to me, it tells me that we're dealing with a time variance authority. So we've been told this show is going to be about like Loki going through different points in time. And, you know, screw like you kind of kind of like an evil quantum leap. Okay. Uh, and a time variance time variance authority, which I think is a perfect villain for this. It's basically uh, they're basically like like time police. Like they detect anomalies going on in the space time continuum, and they try and go correct that shit. So yeah, it looks like Loki's going to be tangled with those guys in his own series. But hey, I love Tom Hiddleston. Love the role came in six episodes of his own series. Should be good. Yep. Plus, not to mention, we did have a lot of uh, time messing around with Avengers Endgame, so maybe I'll deal with some fallout from that from that movie. Yeah, I'm kind of inter- I'm kind of curious to see how they're going to do all that. Yeah, we'll see. But anyway, uh, uh, the Marvel Disney Plus shows will drop. Uh, it's rumored that Falcon Soul is coming August. Uh, Scar- uh, Wandavision is coming December, and Loki said to drop. No official date for Loki yet, but looking to drop spring of next year. Uh, next year we're talking about the one I think you're talking about. When we're talking about uh, bad titles, although I don't think this is as bad as other ones we've heard. Uh, we, this is the trailer for Spiral. Uh, that would be, that would be okay. Correct. You know what? The the trail the the first title Spiral. I don't think is that bad. It's Spiral from the Book of Saw. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like you're reading from like like a church, like oh, uh, gospel from the book and according now, to Luke. And now yeah. I'm reading from the and now from the I'm reading from the Book of Saw. Glo- yeah, glory, uh, glory to you, O Jigsaw. Uh, yeah, I'm just like, oh man, this oof, stupid uh, we, name. We talked, to, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think the subtitle makes it work. But either way, so we have Spiral, absolutely. Which you don't, yeah. Uh, this we talked about it for a while. This is the uh, new Saw reboot continuation film with the story who who had a story from Chris Rock. Yeah, it's like a passion project. Yeah, who I guess I guess he's a huge fan of the franchise, which I never I never would have predicted, but here we are. Uh, it looks like give him credit. This looks like alarmingly different from every Saw film that we've seen before. In that they're trying to tell a story. Yeah. Uh, the, the, what it looks like we got is uh, Chris Rock playing a New York detective who has to investigate the case of this spiral killer. I think he's killing cops. And I, I, I was I was confused. It's like, why is it called Spiral? Then I saw then I saw like a painting of him. Just like, oh, because of the jigsaw cheek spirals. Okay, good enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I'm not sure where Samuel L. Jackson factors into all of this. Maybe he's. I, I'm not sure if he's another cop or another person being pursued by whoever's imitating whoever's imitating these jigsaw killings, but. I think it looks different in that it's focusing on the people trying to catch Jigsaw rather than focus on the traps and focus on like people dying like that. You know, what I'm yeah, yeah, you get a different vibe. This is more how you said more story driven as opposed to like let's just wow you with the different traps and stuff like that. Yeah, I, and, I'm yeah, and I, I, I think it looks pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look too bad. I mean, I wasn't like eh. I don't think we really need a spinoff of this, but I mean, again, I'm always open for different things. I just, um, you know, kind of with him having this as a passion project and him just like really wanting to do this so bad, I'll give it a chance. Uh, you know, Samuel Jackson, Samuel Jackson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like, uh, but honestly, it's a, a, a soft by Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson. Something I never thought I'd ever, it says I never no. thought I'd see. No, I mean, like I'm gonna have to, and then the thing that worries me though is the fact that it's February. And this movie comes out in a couple months. 
that's the thing that kind of like I'm like, ugh. like this. We're getting our first trailer now, literally eh, three months out of the movie. So I'm like, is, 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 eh, is it May? Also, it comes out in May. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I, I do like the last shot of the trailer where it's like he's he's handcuffed to a pipe. Yeah, I do like kind of paying homage to the. Yeah, Panda Watch kind of the first saw. Which something I hope he does because something because something I because something I call that huge with the first saw. What's that? Like what? Like he, like he's like you have a you have a you have a uh, bone saw. You have to you have to cut yourself free, and he cuts his leg. But you look at that pipe. That pipe would be way easier to cut. Than oh yeah, leg. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, I I kind of want it to be like I want like him like looking at the saw and cut away. And then he and he comes back in and, he, and it turns out he cut the pipe. Yeah, I kind I kind of hope that has to be the way. I'm actually like really really intrigued by this shit because like yeah, it's Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson, the Saw film. I I quite like the Saw franchise. Like I think I think it's pretty. It's kind of like Final Destination where it's pretty fun. Yeah, see, like I mean, what crazy crazy new ways to make they have to you know kill people. But this looks like a whole different feel, and I'm all for it. I mean, you had a, it was a staple of horror movies in the early two thousands. I mean, it oh yeah, for a while, one a year. Yeah, we you could not get a Halloween without a saw film. What did you do? You had did you have uh, was it seven then Jigsaw or seven then Jigsaw or eight Jigsaw? Uh, seven Jigsaw. Seven then Jigsaw. Yeah, because so, um, I think yeah, Saw three D was number seven. Saw three D was seven, then it went Jigsaw. Yeah, but I mean, these have been a staple in horror lexicon since what two thousand and four. Yes, four. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I mean, yeah, you know, over fifteen years. So, um, yeah, this will be kind of curious. Kind of curious to see what they're going to do. I, I do hope they release another trailer closer to release time, uh, within the next month or so. Kind of see a little bit more. And that's more of a. This is more of a teaser trailer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like we said, uh, Saw. I'm sorry, Spiral from the Book of Saw comes out uh, uh, May fifteenth, twenty twenty. And last show we're talking about right now is for <laughs> this is bad. Yeah, although it's not bad, I thought it was gonna be uh, Minions: Rise of Gru. <sighs> so Minions Why? is an Minions: Rise of Gru is another entry in the Circle Me franchise, which of course started, which of course is the only successful thing Illumination has. Okay, I think that back. not the only successful thing, but they're easily their biggest success and easily the most recognizable property. The, it's the one they're really riding. Yes. Yes. Uh, it is a sequel to Minions, which I really, really hated. I did I, not like it I either. Was, so. Yeah, I was so annoyed by that film. But uh, this is a a prequel to the current film that focus on focusing on a young ruin. I I will say, I think the bits, the the beats that focus on young Gru trying to become like a big villain, I, I think those work fairly well. <laughs> I mean, they do, but like, do we really need a, a story of like no, how, we don't. how he became? Especially know? because they kind of already well established his backstory in the first one. Yeah, so well, we got him. So like, I don't think we really need like I don't know. To me, it's just like this is like this is clearly a cash grab. I yes. mean, it's going to make money. Don't get me wrong; it'll make oh, yes. money, you know. And they know it, so um, yeah. I mean, you know, all the all the children love minions. You know, if if and, I'm not mistaken, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, but the last two or three Mystical movies all made a billion dollars. Minions and Pickle Me three definitely did. I think Pickle Me two might have, or if, if it didn't, it got close. And Despicable three wasn't that great. It was not. Despicable, Despicable no, 2 was so bad. it's like they are really getting yeah, they're getting rough. So yeah, 
Or some something I something I the the one bit in the show I did like is where they have a minion with braces now somehow. Yeah. Uh, like this whole thing of she's trying to get like this coin or whatever medallion or whatever the fuck, and he's just like, and wait, he's like, wait, you traded my future for a rock? Yeah, yeah, I I I did like that bit. Yeah, no, I mean that was funny, but like overall to me, I'm just like. Uh, this does not look good. No, it doesn't. And but yeah, like we said, it's gonna make along with Fast and Furious. It's gonna make it's gonna make a ton of money at the box office. Yeah, because there's no big anime. I mean, obviously, you're gonna have like the Pixar films and stuff like that making money. And this movie's gonna make some money. But uh, who, 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 who else they got in this? Who else they got in this shit? Because Steve Carell is back as Gru, as a young Gru. Uh, anyone else worth noting as of right now? Oh, God. Okay, so, uh, we have, uh, Taraji P. Hansen's in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Yeoh. You know who, who I could see being in this movie? James Corden. Oh, I'm surprised he's not in this thing. <laughs> uh, one, this one really hurts. The RZA. Oh, boy. And remember that dude with the lobster claw? Yeah. His name is apparently John Claude. And guess who's voicing him? Oh. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, how fitting. Van Damme, Lucy Lawless is in this movie, Dolph Lundgren's in this movie. Oh, boy. They somehow got Alan Arkin to do this shit. Oh, man. Uh, well, like, whatever the pay, whatever the paycheck was, it probably wasn't enough because Illumination is notoriously cheap on that. Notoriously cheap with their animated films. But I still hope they got paid well. Seriously. And uh, Minions, The Rise of Guru is set for a July twenty, July 3rd, 2020 release. And that's going to do it for uh, trailer talk. We now move on to notorious news. Uh, first one we talked about, we already talked about Kobe up top, but we had another loss today. Uh, that being Hollywood loss and icon today. Uh, Kirk Douglas passed away. But dude was 103 years old. Oh dude. It's crazy, man. The Douglas jeans, man, they're uh, pretty good. Yeah, the Douglas, Douglas jeans are a motherfucker, man. <laughs> his mom, his mom's over 100, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, still, I don't know what it is. She's still the Douglas, I don't know what it is the Douglas, the Douglas are doing, but keep doing it. It's working out for you. Yeah, seriously. But, yeah. I, uh, Kirk Douglas, he, he was a giant in the acting community. Uh very, very acclaimed actor, nominated for several. I can't, I can't think of that. But he's nominated for several Academy Awards, but never won one. Never yeah. won a competitive Oscar. I think they gave him an honorary, didn't they? They did, they did give him an honorary. I, I do love his speech. It was like, uh, it would, it would have been nice to actually win one of these. Yeah, uh, yeah, I thought that was funny. But uh, yeah, uh, Kirk Douglas, your work on Never Forgotten. Rest in peace, sir. Uh, moving on to our uh, actual news. Uh, first. Okay, that came out wrong. Moving on to our regular news. Uh, Linda Hamilton uh, was an interview, interview we're saying where she would be quite happy to never return to Terminator. Same, said Terminator fans. <laughs> uh, yeah, she said like, uh, like yeah, basically in some words she said like, yeah, I feel like we did enough with that one. If you want to get back to Sarah Connor, it has to be something really interesting. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's possible with what they set up. And two, uh, Terminator, Terminator Six bombed. So no yeah. way in hell they make another one. No, I'm well. Nah, as Justin Bieber once said, "Never say never." 
but like at least with, I think, I'm pretty sure Genesis at least made money. I don't know, and but you know what the the, the 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 sad thing about it is this one actually wasn't as bad as some of the other ones. You know, like we you and I were talking about that. No, yeah, I mean, is it better? Is it the best sequel since two? Yes. Yeah. Is does that mean it's good? No. No, but I mean, it's it's literally the top half of the Terminator, you know, series or whatever, you know. So I don't know. Sure, sure but when your records two and three, it's not. It's not. It's not, it's not, it's not hard. No, it's it's not. I'm very curious if Genesis, if Genesis made money now. Let's see. It had a budget. I want to say it had a budget around 175 million. Okay, 100, 150, 185. Okay, no, so Genesis did make money. Genesis did make money. Uh, but yeah, Dark Fate did not, despite having, I think, a relatively relatively similar budget, not a little more expensive. What did it although, end up making? Although, although, although it didn't look it. Like, honestly, it looked just, it looked pretty on par with, it looked pretty on par with Terminator Genesis with a Y. Uh, I mean, what, what were they expecting? I mean,. I have no idea what they were expecting, but let's 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 see what the budget was. Oh yeah, it cost it costs uh, about thirty percent more. Uh, budget of one hundred eighty-five to one hundred ninety-six million. Our strike one mm-hmm. uh, made two hundred sixty-one at the worldwide box office. Uh, it was a while back. Adam Sandler said that if he wasn't nominated for an Oscar, he was going to make the worst movies imaginable. Well, my beer. <laughs> it looks like he's making good. It looks like he's making good on that because he just re-upped his deal with Netflix for another four films. That's what you, I mean, guys should be nominated, man. I this think it's, is, this I think is uh, the yeah. So the Academy has forsaken humanity. I hope you feel good about yourselves because he just had uh, to nominate Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, uh, Sandler. Like I said, this is a career-defining, you know, uh, acting role for him, and I just think that it's but, it's a shame because I I don't know if he'll ever get back again. You know what? Maybe. Maybe he'll bring along the Safdie brothers and then they'll make a make a drama for Netflix again. Hey, I mean, come on, you know, work for Romo, Romo, you know. So who knows? I, I just I don't know. I feel like this was it for him. Yeah, well, 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 never, never say never, but maybe we'll see. Uh, next story we're talking about right now: there are two Transformers movies in development over at Paramount. Uh, one which is likely to be a Bumblebee sequel. The other, which are, well, I don't know about sequel, maybe spinoff, but something in that Bumblebee new started timeline. And, and one that we have no idea what it's going to be, but it's looking like maybe a reboot of the Transformer Transformer universe at large, maybe a Beast Wars film. Could be a GoBots movie for all I care. I don't know. But, okay, look, I will say, I did like, I like Bumblebee. I haven't seen it in theaters, but I remember liking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely uh, better than the, than any of the Bay formers. Uh, yeah, I, I, absolutely. Uh, but I don't. How how much did Bumblebee make? I'm, I'm curious. I'm looking it up. It didn't make much. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. It didn't make a whole. It didn't make a whole ton. From, but from I, what think, I remember. But the budget was lower, though, wasn't it? I'm pretty it, sure. It, it was. I think it was significantly lower than the usual Transformers film. But the uh, thing is. It, okay. it had more no, it, story. It it, it it made it made a bit because on a budget of one hundred two to one hundred thirty five, it made four sixty eight. That's still that's still good for a for a film that literally is his own standalone, like post Michael Bay. You know what I mean? I think that I think that's good. 
yeah, no, it's definitely a step in the right direction. Now, uh, sequels in the work. I think Travis Knight's busy work. He, he he landed something else. Can't remember what it was. Crap, I can't remember. But uh, uh, yeah, so I think you could. This is in the right direction. I think they nailed the look of the Transformers. I would I would love for the next one to be a more ensemble piece, like yeah. bringing more Transformers. Yeah, this was nice to get, you know, our palette wet with just Bumblebee, have his story, like a feel-good, like, almost like an E.T.-esque story. Almost, um, meaning you meant A-E-T. A-E-T like, like, literally, A-E-T story, yeah. It was like, it was on, on, on beat with E.T. But what I'm saying is it was that nice 80s-type nostalgia. Um, and I think it was, I think there was a lot of heart in this film. I think that's why critics received it so well instead of audiences. I mean, yeah, we they, we didn't have the mind-blowing numbers that michael bay's you know uh you know action-packed you know explosions and whatnot you know constantly throughout the film but this movie just had a story and i think that's why people gravitated towards toward it more so i'm thinking with the the positive word of mouth of bumblebee just the sheer fact of it's telling a story it's not trying to wow you with too many special effects and oversaturated i think the next one will start to get a little bit more we might we might see you know something going here hopefully Upset. Now the other, now the other, the other Transformers movie developments. Uh, I, I actually think let's, let's get crazy with it. Let's make a, like a live action Beast Wars movie. Ever Beast I, Wars? I remember Beast Wars. I never, um, never watched any of those. In case, in case you don't know what Beast Wars is, Transformer, but they transform into animals instead of cars. I do remember this. I, th- I think, I think like that could translate fairly well to live action. Yeah, I mean, again, if if they're doing like, come on, they're doing everything under the sun, they could easily do this. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I I love the Transformers property. I would love to see a new movie in it at all, but in one of these universes, especially because like they're getting it right. So, yeah, we'll we'll see what Transformers future has to hold. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of movies getting sequels, uh, Lethal Weapon Five is currently in the works. <laughs> oh boy, five. Yep, and if they were too old for this shit in, in the eighties and the early nineties, they're really too old for this shit now. I mean, and not like, only not only that, they're trying to get Richard Donner to come back to do it. Like who's um, almost ninety? <laughs> Just get Clint Eastwood to do it. Why not? If you're gonna pick. If, if you're gonna pick a ninety-year-old, he's still at least he's still working. Like, if you're gonna get it, yeah, if you're gonna get a, a geriatric director. Get Clint Eastwood. I mean, he's still working. I mean, Don- when was the last time Donner did something? I looked this up. Like, he hasn't made a movie in like 15 years. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. Why is he coming out? Why is he coming out of hibernation for this? <laughs> it's like, huh? Oh, but man. But like, yeah, this is a combination because you got, you, got, uh, you got Danny Glover, who's not really too old for this shit. Mel Gibson, who's still crazy. And Richard Donner, who's almost 90 years old. <laughs> I mean, oh boy. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, uh, I. I mean, if they want to get this done, they better move quick. <laughs> Time's the enemy right now, guys. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you don't. I'm not, I'm not trying to. Not you are literally. You are literally on the clock. You gotta go. Nobody. Not everybody lives to 103, guys. So. Yeah. Last last film was 2006. It was called 16. 16- Locks. Remember this movie? Start uh, Bruce oh, Willis yeah, and Mustaf. Oh yeah, Bruce Willis and Mustaf. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that was la- that was his last movie. That wasn't a very good one. So yeah, 
Okay. Be good. But uh, yeah, if you want to get Luke Hoban done, chop, chop. I mean, it's it, this needs to happen yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Oh boy. Uh, next, we're talking about. Uh, we got some re- we got some remake news uh, in the works. Uh, first of which, uh, Blumhouse Blumhouse Productions is looking to remake the thing. Now, it's a, it's a forgotten fact that 1982's John Carpenter thing is also a remake. It's a remake of the Things from Outer Space, which is this movie from I think probably the fifties, maybe. What, which also made a cameo in Halloween. That it did. The thing. That's right. Okay. Which yeah. I think is funny because Carpenter later on went to direct it. Yeah, so uh, remake of that older horror film. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this were like any other studio, I'd be like, no, leave it alone. But Blumhouse has got the goods. I mean, they do. I mean, they're going to put minimal money into it. Oh, yeah. Then, like, like I said, they give you $5 million for your movie. Yeah. Not a penny more. Yeah, I mean, and I know this is... I am on the minority in this one, but I remember watching the thing I watched a couple years ago. I wasn't impressed. Like, I didn't like it as much as everybody else. Um, everybody really raves that this is Carpenter's best. I still think Halloween is. I mean, granted, I'm biased, but, but I'm, I might be biased because, I mean, you know, my love for Halloween. But still, I just think, I just, I don't know. The thing just doesn't, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It just doesn't get me like every, it gets everybody else, I think. Yeah, I also wasn't really there on the prequel that came out a few years back. Oh, uh, you're talking about the one with, uh, was it Mary Louise? Mary, Louise, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Winstead, yeah, she was in that. Yeah, I watched a little bit of that, and I never finished it. It was, it was one. That, what was that, a prequel? It was a prequel. It, it literally was the story of the abandoned camp next door. That's so stupid. Okay. Okay. It is cool to see how it ties into the original thing, but yeah, it, it doesn't own the candle to, the, to 1982. But I will say, if they can, if they can, they have a good job, they have, you live a good job finding talent, finding unconventional ways, traditional stories. Like, look, look at Invisible Man. Invisible Man, I think, looks, looks awesome. Granted, we haven't seen it I yet. I think it but, does, too. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I think they have, they might be able to have an act for this stuff. So, yeah, I'm always down for them. Uh, I, I'm a little, a little apprehensive, but I think, I think they could pull this one off. I mean, if anybody's going to do it, it's obviously going to be Blumhouse. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, also looking at being remade. Uh, it was announced a little type of horror is getting remade from, from uh, Greg Berlanti, director of Love. See that? Uh, we now have possible leads in the form of Taron Egerton and Scarlett Johansson. Taron Egerton play the role of Seymour, and uh, Scarlett Johansson play the role of Audrey. Uh, not really sold on either of these people, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, probably not. If I were to think, like, I wouldn't peg these two to be in it. I, I, I think Terry Edgerton is a little too, you know, macho. I think he, I think, I think he's a little, a little warmier. You yeah, you need like, like a, like a Rick Moran, obviously like a Rick Moran. Rick I can't Moran, think of who. You, <laughs> maybe like a, like a Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Like a Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, who else could do it? Well, maybe, I'd say uh, even like a like a ben, John Turturro. Maybe, oh, not John Turturro. Too old. Uh, maybe like, well, like he's. Ben, uh, but I'm saying. Yeah, like a Ben Ben, ben Foster. Ben Platt from Dear Evan Hansen. He was yeah. in a uh, what's it called? Pitch Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could get him. I'm trying to. Think, who else could you get? Uh, somebody. 
Uh, he's a little too old. He's a little too old now. But Ian Gallagher Jr. He can sing. Yeah. Yeah, that's like oh, I said. John, not not is, Ian Gallagher, uh, John Gallagher Jr. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I also don't know how good his American accent is. Yeah, that's usually a uh, that should be like a big thing. I'm, I'm assuming if they're looking, we, we know he can sing. We definitely know he can sing. Uh, Scar Scarjo too. Scarjo can sing. I feel like she's a little too. Chris is not the word because like I, I'm sure she could pull it off and be a very different take on Audrey, but. I would kind of miss the high-pitched, squeaky voice. Yeah. I'm sorry, Doctor. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I would I would miss that, but I think she is a better fit than Edgerton is. But I also, I didn't realize how close they were in age until I looked them up. Like, I did not know Taron Edgerton was 30. Jeez. He's only five years younger than Scarlett Johansson. That's crazy. Yeah, so I was just like, aren't, aren't they like several years apart? I'm like, oh, no, actually, it's not that, not that bad. It's that's yeah. I, I believe it. Uh, so yeah, uh, we'll see who get. No one, no casting on this has really sold me so far, especially not. I, I mean, I love Billy Porter. I'm not sure he's a great for, for the plant. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I do think a little shop of horror remake could work in this modern day. All the advanced technology, like you, like especially like motion capture, performance capture, you can really do a lot of cool stuff with the plant. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you could do a lot more than they did, but they made they did so much. Oh, they, with so little back then, though. They did an incredible job with the with the puppetry in the original. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why I think for this one, you kind of need to go CGI because, like, what like they've already done they've already done puppets. Why are you going to do puppets? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the whole reason you're doing it now is to do a modern technology. So do it. Don't do it with CG. But, yeah, dude, CG looks cleaner. I mean, I could see that. Uh, but either way, I think that uh, Little Shop of Horrors... I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the remake. It's supposed to come out, so been looking out for that. Uh, next story we're talking about. Uh, the Mission Impossible cast keeps growing as Henry Zerny has joined the cast. Uh, I should say, joined the cast reprising his role from an earlier film because he... <laughs> fans of the franchise will know... Uh, he was, it's not the first time he's been in a Mission Impossible film. He was actually at Kittredge, uh, the handler for the IMF in the very first Mission Impossible. So how's that for a throwback? Jeez. Yeah, uh, Chris McQuarrie, he is going, he is going all in on these last two. This feels, this feels like a grand finale. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, he's shooting the last two back to back. and they're, go they're doing throwbacks like this. I, I think I think they're stepping in the right direction, but the one I said this I said this a thousand times. One person they they need to bring back they need to bring back Renner. Yeah, I, I absolutely. I mean, aside from Benji, he was besides Benji and Luther, he was the first one to go in back to back film. It's weird he's not mentioned, he's not even mentioned in Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, but regardless, uh, Mission Impossible Seven and Seven is set for release in twenty twenty one. Eight is set for release in twenty twenty two. And what looks like is going to be the final Mission Impossible film. Never say never, but Tom Cruise is getting up there. As much as we don't want him to. He's getting up there. Yeah. It's not getting younger. He's not getting any younger. Even though his look would, would disagree. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, now we and we said the Disney the Disney news for last. Uh, first of which, uh, in a huge story that dropped a few days ago, uh, Hamilton is coming to the big screen in October of 2021. Now, uh, way back when, I think once in like 2017 or 20, 2016, 
a performance of Hamilton was filmed. Uh, now, Lemon Miranda made a promise. He's like, he's like, he made a promise that everyone would get to see Hamilton with the original cast. So, you know, it caused a lot of speculation, like, oh, that film performance is going to go into theaters at some point. But, you know, news on that has been quiet ever since. Uh, until a few days ago, we found out that the film Hamilton performance will hit theaters in October 5th of 2021. <laughs> Hopefully Hamilton's still cool by then. I mean, I'm sure it will be. It, it, um, will be. it has such a huge following. It does. I, have you ever listened to the Hamilton soundtrack? I have not. I know uh, my stepdaughter, Tage, she's big on the Hamilton. Um, I've heard some of the songs, but I honestly couldn't. I couldn't tell you. You know, one of the episodes instead of reviewing a movie, we should, we should just review the soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, it's basically like watching the play. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that would be fun to do right around when the movie comes out. Maybe twenty twenty one. We have we October twenty twenty one. We have our episode, but <laughs> we got we got time. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why they had to wait. They have to wait this long. If you already uh, have it, put it out. Like. I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, if, yeah, if you, if you already have it. Yeah, I mean, just, like, why, why, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it has to be something with. Uh, I, I'm assuming it has to be something with uh, what's it called, or with, with like the Broadway stuff is still going, the tour is still going up until 2021. So maybe that's kind of screwing it up, but. Uh, I, I mean, if anything, I think it would have a counter. It would play into like people watching the movie and get hype and go see want to go see it live. I don't. I don't disagree. I don't. I don't think you're wrong. But I mean, I don't know. I. I, I don't know. There might be a, a, a big, you know, bigger reason for that. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm assuming it's some kind of legality thing. But either way, uh, I love Hamilton. I, I'm so pumped. I'm. It's. I can't really count this as a movie, but it's. It's one of the most disappeared things of 2021. <laughs> uh, next story we're talking about in a very curious piece uh, Russell I know you're big on live action Disney remix oh I love them I know and uh, you're about to grow more because I heard we are getting yeah. a photo realistic live action remake mm-hmm. of Bambi <laughs> oh yeah I it, it was funny I saw this was just like I thought this was, oh, was a we got covered story that just oh, wasn't my. true I saw it was just like, okay, yeah, sure. I look into it, I'm just like, oh, God, they're serious? I thought you were going to mention the one Lilo and Stitch I heard something about. Oh, well, Lilo and Stitch, we already talked about. I think we talked about it a while back. But that, Did we? Yeah, that is, okay. We talked about when it dropped, but it was announced that it's going to Disney Plus, which I think is a good place for it to drop. Uh, but yeah, Bambi. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming it's probably good to Disney Plus because it seems like the likely avenue because they're, I mean, if they've proven anything that their remakes of of properties past 19, 1989 don't work. Don't work as well. No. But again, I will I, I will go to bat for Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin. I did like those. I mean, um, I, I haven't really... I pretty... I haven't, I haven't disliked any of them. I, I, I really did not... The more and more I think about it, the more and more I just really kind of just blah with Lion King. I mean, I understand... Because that's I understand favorite. people not liking that one. I just don't see a reason to be like legitimately pissed at the no, Lion King I'm remake. Not, I'm not pissed I, at I, it, I, but it's I, like... I, I'm not talking yeah. about you. I just know, I know yeah. people who are like legitimately pissed off that movie exists. No, because here's the thing. It's going to happen regardless of whether you and I want that to happen. They see dollar signs, they're going to go with it. Um, 
I can only sit there and stress the fact that I think enough's enough with these live action, but they're going to keep doing it. No, well, I mean, it's just, it's just people keep showing up. They keep doing it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, okay. they're getting a computer animated adaptation uh, yeah. with writers, uh, Chris and Paul White, who did uh, American Pie, did about a book. I, I can't. And they were, I'm not sure how much their stuff made to the final cut, but they did work on uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Oh, boy. But like, I don't I, I I don't know how 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 visceral how raw is the scene where Bambi Bomb is gonna get shot in the face? Yeah, I don't understand. I don't I don't get it. But <laughs> yeah, look, look. Regardless of how the quality of the film, we know it's gonna look good. Yeah, I mean, just uh, uh, why do we got to do this? <laughs> I I don't know, Russell. I I really don't. Uh, next piece, actually, I got, I got to look this one up because I read something about this. I want to double check that it's true. It concerns another Disney live action remake, also from the 40s. You want to take a guess? Live, wait, say that again. I'm sorry. I, I, I zoned for a second. A live uh, action from the. <laughs> you, you, you hear live action, you zone out. <laughs> oh, I hear. I'm like, I don't, I, I'll have no part of that. Uh, <laughs> no, no, nothing in my house. Uh, let me just double check that this is actually a thing that is happening. Snow White? Yes. No, this is is a legit thing that's happening. Okay, so yes, uh, Robert Zemeckis will now be directing the live-action Pinocchio. Uh, in addition to The Witches coming out next year, so, uh... Uh, (laughs) Ah, God. I I do like those Geico commercials with Pinocchio. (laughs) That's that's your live-action Pinocchio. Those are hilarious, though. (laughs) Do you you see those ones? Those are absolutely hilarious. I did, yeah. I do like those a lot. The, the voice reminds me of uh, Pinocchio from the Shrek movies. Yeah, yeah, that's why I like. I think that's why I like it. Yeah, but uh, anyways, uh, thoughts on uh, a live action Pinocchio directed by Robbie Zemeckis? Oh man, is it going to be? Oh, is it going to be live action then? Huh? I wonder if it's going to be like Marsney's Moms, like Marsney's Moms type thing. No, well, no, because that studio is out of business now because, it, because of Marsney's Moms. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I like Zemeckis, but I just I don't know. And I like Pinocchio too. I don't know. I, just, I, 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 I think that one can work in live action. We just need to stop, I think, is what needs to happen. <laughs> Must be stopped. <laughs> it's just, it has to be. It has to be. It's just, it's, <laughs> I just, it's, it's every week there's something new. All right, well, something that's not a live action remake is uh, the Loki series. Oh, uh, Loki has just signed on its first major cast member, because they didn't sign it unknown. Uh, and it's one that I never would have predicted in a million years. Owen Wilson. He's going to oh. join the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You're talking about Lightning McQueen? Lightning, Lightning McQueen himself is going to join the Cinematic McQueen? Universe. Lightning <laughs> McQueen? Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, I will say, Owen Wilson is an undeniably talented actor. He's funny, man. He has that niche for comedy, though. Yeah, He's funny. He can, he can plot drama more than people give him credit for well. It's just a weird actor to see in the Marvel Universe, just because he's a. It's it's like hearing Seth Rogen got cast in a Marvel film. It's just something that you don't you don't think of. Yeah, you just don't. I mean, yeah, this is this will be really weird to watch. Yeah, uh, the nowhere on who he's playing yet. Although there is a character in the comic, I can't think of his name, but he's a character who uh, hops around through time. Who I think would be a good fit. He, he's kind of blonde. He's got a cowboy hat, which I think would be fitting for Wilson. <laughs> I mean, he's 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 tailor made for that. But yeah, I mean, I can't say this is gets me more excited for Loki, but this definitely gets me curious. Kachow. 
He's light in between. That's who's playing. We were gonna I'm, surprised we're gonna, I'm surprised we're not going to hear all. Oh, uh, Disney decided to go ahead and get a uh, d- do a uh, anime live action. Mar- live Mar- action Marley and me. No, Marley and me. Oh God, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, that movie's de- that movie. Oof. That movie's depressing. Uh, and last story again. Like all, all the Disney stories are super weird today. Uh, wow. it's, this one just broke today. Uh, Doctor Strange may have a new director. I heard uh, this is going to be in interesting. The form, in the form of one Mr. Sam Raimi, yes. Wow. Spider-Man's own. <laughs> Spider-Man's own. <laughs> Sam Raimi doing Doctor Strange too. Now, Russell, what do you... Okay, now I will say, hearing from the tone they wanted to take, they wanted to go on the horror, they wanted to go a little big, they wanted to go a little crazy. Yeah. Sam Raimi's a really good fit for that. Yeah, because what? Drag me to hell. Drag, well, Drag Me to Hell, not to mention the Evil Deads. Yeah, wow. He's done We're going to run that joke to the ground. Um, Owen Wilson, man, he's there. Wow. Owen Wilson <laughs> yeah, has a role in Doctor Strange, too. But, yeah, I think that... <laughs> not someone I would have predicted to do this, especially considering no. his past with comic book films. But no. I like it. I like I think it's a good fit. <laughs> I mean, Spider-Man Two is just like legendary. Um, I mean, I, I I don't think they hold up as well, but I think the elements that do work still work. Oh, I mean, but like the story, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the, the storytelling and everything about it. Yeah, the campy elements those movies do still work. It's those, those aren't actually my problem. With those movies are not those elements. My problem with movies are other things, which we'll talk about. If we have to get, get to review those Spider-Man films, but. Uh, yeah, I I never thought I'd see the day where Sam was going to possibly direct another comic book film. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, definitely crazy, but I think they want to go dark. I love Doctor Strange, so I really, and we were talking about this before, when Derrickson was not going to be attached to the second drop that, yes. right? Um, uh, yeah, he, he did drop out, yes. Yeah, so when we were when we were talking about that, we were kind of curious what direction they would go. But I like the fact they want to take it to a darker realm. And I think, you know, Raimi is your guy. Like, he has backgrounds in both. You know, he's done the comic book movies. He's done the horror films. So, I mean, like, you can blend them together. I think it would, I would, think it would turn out really well. I mean, that, that whole uh, Doc Ock tentacle sequence, that's basically Evil Dead with Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I know where and whether he's confirmed yet, but I would be so incredibly down for Sam Raimi to do Doctor Strange too. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I'm, I'm curious. If, yeah. I'm on, I'm on board with this though. It's, it sounds, sounds great. And that's our last story of the day, which means we have now time for us to get into our movie of the week. He got, so he got game. This was, I was not the runaway winner because it was. I think what this one and White Man Can't Jump were yeah, like, we're back and su- forth. Super surprising. Yeah, I mean, White Man Can't Jump uh, started to make a push there at the end, and I thought it was going to be that. Um, yeah, Hoosiers only had like one vote. Uh, I think Dan Skip Allen voted for that one, not a surprise. Um, and then what else? We had, we had Coach Carter Blue got a couple votes. And Blue, Blue Chips. Chips. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, but those top two. I mean, the, I honestly, I don't know why we did other three because like even when you said. These are my two. He got game and uh, Webman can't do. I'm like, oh, shit. those are the those are the two I want to take. Yeah. So I yeah. I mean, we were, at least were on the same page on that one. Yeah. Um, and we at least knew that you know what we had an idea of what was going to win. Oh, this one is fitting. Just seeing as well. I mean, I think someone pointed out, and if you look into it, you'll know. Like 
the role of Jesus Shuttleworth, played by in this film by Ray Allen, it was meant for Kobe Bryant, which I think is so uh, like it, it's it's funny, like not funny, but like it's kind of like coincidental how it all comes full circle. You know what I mean? Our episode and then the movie we did, and it was supposed to go to you know what I mean? It was supposed to he was supposed to be the lead. So I mean, I think it's it's only fitting that we do this movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, either way, and it also does give a chance to talk about our very first Spike Lee film. Yeah. And also, our, some, uh, second Denzel. Yeah. Also, every, I guess every time we do a sports movie, we've got to start Denzel Washington because this is yeah. twice. And we've knocked out his uh, repertoire of uh, sports movies. Yes, we have. But uh, regardless, let's not waste more time. Let's get into He Got Game. So the film starts off with actually like a really, really well done opening credit sequence mm-hmm. in that it shows. Uh, basketball played by people from all different walks of life. I think this was this was shown. This was done to show you know uh, a lot of things. First of all, uh, the love of bas- the international. Well, yeah, you can, you can say international the basketball. It's it's a sport played worldwide. It's not like football. Yeah, uh, and you know it shows how like everyone can enjoy this game. Everyone has a passion for this game, and yeah, it shows that this is something that literally anyone can play. Like, there's, there's a part of this montage where they're shooting baskets. At a hoop, and the hoop is an apple crate, which is like some old, some old school shit. Yeah, like I think they, I think they brought that back for uh, Black Panthers. I don't know if it's an homage, but they brought that back. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we see, uh, uh, we see how much uh, basketball has touched people's lives, and how just beautiful the game can be. And that's where we get to. Like, I guess we get used to the main folk crux of our story. Uh, Jake Shuttlesworth, played like we said by Ray Allen, and Jesus Shuttlesworth. I'm sorry, Jake Shuttlesworth, played by Denzel Washington. Jesus Shuttlesworth is played by Ray Allen. Uh, although they are very, very different because Park and Jesus is in prison for reasons we don't quite know yet. We'll find out later in the film. And something I something I didn't know that I forgot about the first time I saw the movie, I was surprised. Like Denzel can ball. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's funny. Um... Yeah, because I, I wonder how many hours he put into practicing that. Because uh, he's shooting those J's out there in, in jail. He's shooting those threes, um, but very consistently making them. So yeah, yeah. definitely spent a lot of time playing the game. So I, I, I'm sure he had uh, a passion for basketball at one time. They should have made a movie where uh, Denzel Washington took on Adam Sandler because Adam Sandler can also ball. <laughs> yeah, which would have been really kind of yeah, which would really be cool. Who knows? Maybe that's the uh, the next one on the list. Here. That's 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 one of, that's one of the next movies coming up that I'm Sandler working on. Yeah. <laughs> bringing Denzel, bringing Denzel with a. F- <laughs> uh, we see that uh, Jake is being brought in to the warden, uh, played by is it Ned Beatty? Ba- Ned, ba- Ned Betty. Ned Betty. Yeah. Yeah, we find out that uh, uh, Ray Allen is like I said, it's, it's Jake's son, Jesus, and uh, he is this all-star basketball. Why, why did I be so long? Basketball player. He's being looked at by several schools and even the NBA. Yeah. And, and I like how they do the montage of like just the different coaches like uh, uh, Dean Smith. It, that ages things too. It's kind of crazy how uh, these coaches have like, I mean, Dean Smith's he's, he's, he's dead now. Yeah. Um, Dean Smith's dead. Um, I like how they showed, um, Oh, what the hell? Uh, it used to be Kansas. Roy, Roy, Roy Williams. Roy. Who who is now UNC's yeah, coach now? Who went? To, who was coaching at Kansas at the time? Yeah, that's um, crazy. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, seeing the Blind Side, where uh, Orr is being recorded about recorded about all his coaches, and it's like Nick Saban, 
who was yeah. LSU at the time. Yeah. Um, crap. It was the the, the noted uh, Lou Lou not Lou Rawls. Lou Holtz. Lou Reed. Lou not Lou Reed. Lou Holtz. That's it. Yeah, Lou Holtz. Who uh, I think I think retired now, but he used to coach uh, at the time. He, he was coaching in Arkansas. He used to coach. No, I thought he coached South Carolina. I thought. Oh, maybe it was South Carolina. But. I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100. percent oh, Wait a minute. He coached somewhere else after Notre Dame. I know. I, I, I know. I know. I coached more was yeah. Arkansas, but maybe maybe not. I want to say I want to say South Carolina. I'm not 100 percent sure. Don't quote me on it. Okay, but either way, uh, we find out that uh, the governor of New York was what well, despite the of course state place in New York. Uh, the governor is a big fan of Jesus and wants him to go to his school. <laughs> the, the very real Big State University. It's such just, the lamest, the lamest name ever. It feels like it feels like a placeholder, placeholder name, dude. It like it's it's even like later on when you see Big State, I'm like, really? Like this is like it's, it's it seems like it's just like a fictitious name. But no, yeah, it seems it seems so fake. I'm not sure this is done on purpose or accident, but like for like for real, like you see the word, <laughs> you could go anywhere, you can go anywhere. <laughs> You could go to North Carolina. You could go to Kansas. You could go to Georgetown. Big you can, state. You can, you can go to Kentucky. You can go no. to Kentucky. You, big, no, we want big, you to go to big states. Oh yeah, that, that, yeah, that's right. Rick Patino was coaching Kentucky. Jeez, that, well, that yeah. is super, super old, super old for sure. But yeah, like it feels like like as much as, as much as we're gonna praise this movie, that feels like a placeholder name that they just never went back and changed. Yeah, like <laughs> it's it's like it's like unobtainium in Avatar. Yeah, seriously, it, it's one of those things where you listen to it and you're like. Oh yeah, big state. I'm like, what? Like, I, 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 even watching it now, you know, 20, 20 plus years later, I'm like, what the hell? Like, really? You got all these schools and big states up there, man. <laughs> big states. Yeah, you, I mean, everybody knows big state. Of course. Uh, so, anyways, through an actually really interesting montage, almost reminiscent of like a Guy Ritchie film, uh, mm-hmm. we find out that uh, he's he's going to be let go on this kind of like work release. Yeah. Uh, He's gonna be. He's gonna be let go. He's, and his whole mission in this film is to get, uh, to, uh, to get his Jesus. son to sign to Big State. Yeah, yeah Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, what's his name? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, to get his son to sign a letter of of intent to Big States. He has and, one week to do this. Yeah, because it just so happens seven days until the NCAA declaration. So, literally, they could have like let him out sooner. So well, yeah, I, I, I don't. Do this. I don't think it's seven days until the declaration. I think it's the days of the deadline, if I'm not mistaken. It's, the, well, it's NCAA declaration. I wrote it down. I don't know. Oh, you I did? Mean, okay. If you, if, you, if you wrote it down. If you wrote it down, then, that, then yeah. that's correct. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those things where it's like, why couldn't you have given him a couple extra weeks? Be like, oh, yeah, three weeks till. That way you have a little bit more time. It's I mean, like, you haven't seen this guy you, for a while. You, you kind of yeah. procrastinate on this a little bit. You may need to. May need to <laughs> you, you, should, you should have thought about this a few weeks ago. I mean, he hasn't seen his son for a while, so I don't know if he's going to get the warmest welcome. So, like, he might need a little bit longer than a week. Yeah, know. so it's just like, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if we can do this, but I'll, I'll give my best. And in exchange <laughs> for getting him, to, in exchange for getting him to sign, he will, uh, he will get him a reduced prison sentence, as, or which so we, he's told. Which we're not even like even told of what the length is. We just know it's going to lessen the. No, I, th- I, I think we're, I think we're told. I think he's, I think he's said like fifteen years, if not mistaken. So he's gonna get fifteen years shaved off of his life? No, no, I, I, off of his sentence. I think it's. Is he serving? I don't think he's serving a life sentence. I think he got like fifteen. Which I know, I know, it seems light for what for what it is. We find out he did, but I could have sw- I could have sworn it was fifteen years. I mean, you know, some people 
have, have gotten free, gotten, maybe, gotten scot free out of it, though. You know? maybe, maybe, maybe you hired Johnny Cochran, who knows? But <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Jesus gets out. We see he's got two handlers, one of which is played by NFL legend Jim Brown. Jim Brown, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, like they, they're basically in charge of watching him to go through all Cleveland this process. And so Cleveland Browns legend. <laughs> Cleveland Browns and just, and just football legend in general. Like he, Yeah, I mean, he's he's a huge advocate. Obviously, he, he still uh, loves a huge advocate of football. He's always at the uh, – the Browns home games and stuff like that. And, still and people, people, for, people forget, like he was, he for a while was like a huge seventies. Wasn't like, he big? He was like, wasn't he big with the, in the the black the the, the black, black Panther movement too? Black, black wasn't Panther, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and black yeah. Panther movement, yeah. Like, yeah. He, like Jim Jim Brown was actually like a really bankable movie star at yeah. one at one point in time. Yeah, he was. In addition to being a Hall of Fame running back. Yeah, I mean, what is it about uh, running running backs and acting, man? I get it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, that'll come up later. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> movie st- movie starring running backs. <laughs> uh, and so, something I you know is with every Spike Lee films, but and we can talk about it in this one. He he really he really likes to make his settings feel like character. Like New York in this movie, it feels like its own character. Like it feels like a very like fleshed out world. It's got a lot of character to it. Yeah, and I, I feel like it's Spike Lee coming out as a, I believe he's a Brooklyn native, not mistaken. Oh, he has to be. Um, he has to be Brooklyn. Yeah, he, he, as, as much Brooklyn crap as he wears, he's got to be a Brooklyn native. Like, he really makes his world feel dense, makes it feel lived, and he makes it. He has like his own little tweaks that are just like that. That's really, it's, it's really interesting that he did that. So I, I really like what Spike Lee does with settings in, in his movies. Why well, just like how he like always pays homage to his home? You know, his you know New York is his home, and that's. Where and I, I appreciate the fact that all of his movies take place in New York. Um, I just I like well, that most most of them. Well, like ninety nine percent ninety nine percent of his films. Yes, Maj- majority of them take place in New York. That's just his love, kind of his love letter to New York. So yeah, and it, and kind of you said it does have it's it is its own character, and and a lot of his films the the backdrop New York is its own character in the films. Yeah, so they dropped off at this like seedy, seedy ass like motel, like apartment type thing. Oh my god, a roach motel, man. Yeah, and and like they're staying at like uh like a Holiday Inn or some shit. Marriott. They're staying, they're, yeah, th- like this one probably like if you were looking for a hotel. Well, I mean, this would probably be like maybe like a half star rating hotel if that. Probably. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now we get to spend time with uh, Jesus Shuttles, Jesus played by Ray Allen. And honestly, like hearing that this is supposed to be Kobe Bryant and seeing this character play out, you can absolutely tell that this is meant for Kobe Bryant. Because I don't think Ray Allen, Ray Allen went, to went to UConn. He went to UConn. That's it, UConn. Yep. Which is crazy because Kiki, uh, Kobe's daughter, wanted to go to UConn for the women's basketball. So I, that's that kinda, right. That kind of right. plays full, kind of full circle too. But yeah, he went to UConn. But yeah, like you, you see, like in the, especially in some scenes earlier in some montage, like you can see that like, Ray. Jesus is a super. He is a fucking. He, he, he's, he's a fucking baller. This guy's gonna be something special. You can tell in this movie. He's. I mean, obviously, gonna be something special. Yeah, and also, it, I, don't, I don't know about you. It's it's weird for me to see Ray Allen with hair. Because I'm so used to seeing like shiny ass bald head, uh, like Ray alien, Allen. like his alien head. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> his, his, his like ET head from yeah. I mean, that's just you know he's just so. You know, uh, synonymous with with being so you know being bald and seeing that shiny head, but um, yeah, this is a little crazy to see him with actual hair. Yeah, but anyways, like you see that like everyone is 
everyone is clamoring to hear where you're going. And like, yeah, even the point where he has a friend like walking around with a sign, like he doesn't know yet. Uh, his coach is his coach is trying to his coach is trying to figure out like everyone is trying to yeah again this is this montage you're talking about where like they get into all the basketball yeah. co- all mm-hmm. basketball coaches like get yeah, Arkansas I can't remember who was coaching at that point uh, like I said Kentucky uh, yeah uh, what, George, uh, George Thompson from uh, Georgetown or no yeah, Thompson George, Thompson so Tom- from Georgetown Thompson from Georgetown I can't think of his first name neither can I. But yeah, you see, like this is this is a major decision for this. This is this isn't beyond just where is he going to go. This is like a community thing. But like, it's making but it's making you feel the brevity, like the um, not the brevity, I should say, the um, significance of this decision. How much it's going to weigh? How much it weighs on him? You know, what I mean, we can get with, like Spike Lee makes this film to where it's like we feel his. You know, what I mean, we feel his stress to, to choosing a, a school. Because, we do. Yeah, because, you know, all these people are after, you know, want, wanting to know, hey, where are you going to school? Where are you going to school? You have all these doors open. Like, you're young. You, you're not 100% sure what you're going to do from day to day to begin with. But now you're supposed to choose a path for the rest of your life. It's, it's scary. And you get that from this film. No, 100%. That's when we bounce back to uh, Jake. And me, I guess the other supporting character, because like, there's only like, Oh, a, couple. Like a couple, yeah, of like really big characters. The other one is uh, his next door neighbor, whose name I'm surprisingly blanking on. You're, you're talking, you're talking about the female, yeah, Mila Jovovich, Dakota Burns, Dakota, Dakota that's it. Yeah, uh, she's a prostitute working with uh, a pimp whose name he has like a ridiculous name. I know I, I wrote it, I wrote it down to my trivia notes. I can't I can't think of his name right now. I definitely I definitely didn't write because he was just so like small, minute role. It is a minute role, but I remember because it was something like really sweetness. That's it. Sweetness. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was like sweetums. It was something. Like it was that. something super corny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the pimp sweetums. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we all see that, of course. Like all, like all, like all pimps. Like it's uh, got not, not very kind of something. No, absolutely uh, not. No, uh, but and I'm. I, I do appreciate this that uh, Spike Lee wouldn't take like, take that approach to something like that because I remember there's a line in Black Clan where he's just like Pim- pimps ain't heroes and yeah I mean that's uh, we're talking about like Superfly it was the movie and like yeah like, like, like no these these people are kind of monsters yeah, uh, yeah so we bounce uh, back to uh, Jesus meeting his meeting his daughter uh, for the first time in a few years and I, I really do like the moments they they have together it's not a lot in fact. After this scene and another one later, she basically just disappears for the rest of the film. I do like the scene though, where he goes past the school and he talks to his daughter, and she says like she's studying cells in school, and then he yeah no this this, this this is uh, this is the one yeah yeah me too he said which is kind of fun because jail cell it was just yeah, kind jail of, cell it, it just shows you the difference of you know what I mean just it shows you where they're at in their lives they're both you know. Yeah, it's a play on words. Yeah, she's learning about cells, but he's learning his spell because he's in jail. So I, yeah. I, I like I like that quote. Yeah, and like you, I, it is like a surprisingly gratifying scene seeing these two come together, especially gets to the fact that like we don't we don't know his daughter. No, like, as far as we we've only known his son, and like the fact that they can build like such a such a great emotional response out of you from seeing his daughter for the first time. It's it, it's it's very well done. But I see that Lee, Spike Lee needs this because that that serves as like the bridge for him between for him and, and Jesus. So I, I kind of see why she's here. You know what I mean? Yeah. We also find out that she does not hold the same resentment 
to Jake as we find out that Jesus later Jesus does. I mean, she's obviously way younger when this happens. So yeah, I, I, I think yeah. that's like yeah, that's that's a big thing with like the yeah. disconnect between the the ages of these two. Absolutely. Or like if she was older, she'd probably feel the same way. But since she's yeah, I'd imagine she's, yeah. And uh, speaking of which, uh, Jacobs Jacobs into the apartment and like he is just not being. He's not being very hospitable at all. Like, I'm not, I'm not hospitable. He's being just a flat out. He, he's kind of being, he's kind of being a douche. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jesus is not being nice to his old man. Um, just yeah. you could, but and, you can tell, you can tell. There's that resentment. Yeah, and you and he understand like he. And this is something Jake saw coming because he knows how, he knows that Jesus feels about him, and he knows that like this wasn't this is this first interaction wasn't going to go well. <laughs> yeah, like I'm basically thinking right now. I was like, shit, should should give should give me a week. Should, should have given me more than a week. And I needed needed a couple extra weeks to build that rapport again. Yeah, so uh, we, we find out that they are basically under custody of their aunt and uncle, which yeah. were the which were the uh, I think of the sister of Denzel's wife. We find out this is what he this is basically yeah. the scene where we find out really unceremoniously, which I do like, that that he basically he killed his wife. Yeah, but you, but it's not to the depth, you know what I mean, that you initially think. Right. Like, like savagely, because you automatically think, oh, this was probably so brutal and stuff like that. No, and they also kind of made it clear that it was, this was pretty was much legit, an accident. Legit an accident, yeah. I mean, there was, you know, obviously there was a, uh, you know, well, dispute. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see, talk about we, it later. We, we, we see what happens. We see what plays yeah, yeah. out later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, the uncle is played by uh, the black reporter from Spider-Man. Oh man, I, I see him. I can't think of his name. It's not Ted. It's not Ted Levine. It's oh, no Ted Levine. Buffalo Bill. Man. Yeah, jeez. Schmidt. Schmidt. <laughs> I can't think of it. I I, I see Bill him. Nunn. Bill Nunn's the name. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we see that like they're trying to you know get you to do is just like hey, don't listen, don't listen to this dude nothing but trouble. Basically, basically kind of ruin your life. Uh, but then he like oh hard left turn to them like grilling Jesus about what he's going to do. Yeah, which is crazy because you can kind of see that they want to, especially more the uncle, wants to really yeah. kind of have his hands involved in, in uh, Jesus's future with like they, monetar- they, they, monetary. They want to get they want to get theirs. Yeah, because they feel like, you know, when the mother died and you know, they took over custody, you know, hey, that's, that's, you know, we raised you from, from that, that moment on. So it's like, I feel it. But again, I, I he, he goes about it the wrong way. It's like, oh yeah, we, we raised you. We need compensated for, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and this is, this is the thing that I think Spike Lee does really well with this film because like you, he does a great job building you, making you feel sympathy for Jesus because everywhere yeah. this kid goes, everybody wants something from him. Yeah. And it's just like he feels like such a such like a slave to the system. It's just like everybody, everybody wants to. Everyone's everyone's concerned, but they're not really concerned because they want him to do well. They're concerned because they want to be like on the ground floor of the Jesus Empire. Yeah, it's like what can you do for us? Like it's he's being pulled in so many different directions. You really feel that struggle that he's going through throughout this whole entire film. Yeah, and you understand like it's kind of why he hasn't really made a decision yet because like. He's got so many people pulling him in so many different directions. He just, he just has to. He hasn't had anybody trying to guide him to think for himself. Yeah, and that, and like I think maybe like part of him is just like shut down from it because like when you're being told a hundred times to do something, you just don't want to do it. You know what I mean? You're like, you know what? I'm just yeah, I'm good. Yeah. You know? Anyways, uh, we go to the 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 next scene. This is where we kind of start to like 
I, I feel like the relationship between Jake and Jesus kind of gets a little deeper with every every scene they have. Like, first scene, they barely talk. Second scene they have, they talk a lot. Yeah, I mean, you can really tell that Jake's really trying. I mean, get it. I mean, his his intentions are, you know, a little bit different. But we see that, you know, later on, obviously, it's different. But, um, yeah, he's he's trying. No, yeah, absolutely. And they're trying. And the two of them do actually really have the good back and forth together. Especially, like, considering... And I give a lot of props to Ray Allen because... To step into your first, I think I'm pretty sure it was his first film, yeah. uh, and to step against Denzel, who was and still is prime. one of the best working at, in his prime, but he, in his like, prime, he was yeah. and still is one of the best working actors oh, right yeah. now. Yeah, it has, it has to be a scary thing. It's got to be intimidating. I mean, like you're kind of, it's almost kind of like you know, um, masters of their craft. You know, obviously you have Ray Allen in basketball well, later on, but then you have you know. Obviously, stepping up against Denzel, master of craft and acting, so it's kind of, kind of like two juggernauts in their own different fields. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I was wrong. The, the, the last scene was not the last scene with the sister. This this one is. I'm pretty sure this one is uh, because there's a whole they have a whole conversation about like his about his future, and so like wh- wherever his sister's wherever he's going, his sister's going with him. And I do like the dynamic built between between the two of them. It's not it's not a whole lot. But they no. establish that the two of them really do have like a like a close bond, and and on top of it, he's also trying to be that father figure for his sister because he wants to protect her. He wants her to kind of have a life that he didn't that he got cheated out of having, and I think that's kind of why he feels a little bit more added responsibility to kind of take over and you know protect his sister like that. Yeah, I do think we also does a good job of like mirroring, uh, mirror mirroring jake and jesus because like yeah like in the first scene where they're both shooting hoops this scene where they're both watching the exact same uh news piece about him yeah yeah which also has cameos from it has cameos from uh from like some big actually like big players like uh charles barkley's in it Shaq, michael jordan yeah. makes a brief a brief spot i think like, dick, Fite- like, dick fightel's obviously dick, dick fightel wasn't it yeah yeah, uh, it's, this movie really it, it is just for like Spike Lee's love letter to basketball as a whole, and I, yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, I'll get to the next scene where uh, this is this, this is uh, one where um, Dakota and Jake have a heart to heart because uh, Dakota got the crab beaten out of her, and Jake comes over. He tries to tries to help her, and I'm not. I'm not sure if you're just like what like why do you stay here? She gives like all the typical answers you would expect to hear in the situation. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm not sure if it was like sincere or not. It feels it feels kinda like, you know, she's saying that because it's it's the typical story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I mean it is. And this is a different role for Mila Jojovich because you you know, we never see her in roles like moving past this. Where like it's similar to this type of role. You yeah, know she, I mean? she never really has a role where she shows no. any kind of any kind of vulnerability. No, and this is it, and this is one of her like one of her first. I mean, I mean, breaking out because she really wasn't really known. Yeah, no, she wasn't, and yeah. I think this was it was the one two punch of this and Fifth Element. I'm pretty sure both of those came out. I think Fifth Element was the year after this, but it was 1998. Year before, I think uh, Fifth Element was 97, wasn't it? No, it was, it was no Fifth Element was 99. You sure? I'm, fair, I'm I think, fairly positive. I think Fifth Element was '97. No, you're, you're right. It, it is 1997. Okay, so I was. Yeah, so year sure. before. Year, year before. Yeah. I mean, but okay, but still, I mean, from starring in Fifth Element to being like a small supporting role in this one, I mean, she's slowly making that 
making her rounds about Hollywood. So, I mean, this is a definitely a, a different role. Like even up until now, seeing her filmography from, you know, that moment to now, this is the one where really it's, it's a lot different, not a typical role that you would associate her with. No, absolutely. And, uh, something, something else, like also, you know, in this film was the editing. Yeah. Uh, it's edited in a way where it makes it feel, uh, it makes it feel kind of kinetic mm-hmm. and, and, and it, it, it keeps you, I'm not gonna say it keeps you on your toes, but like it, it really, it helps, it helps, it really helps build the characters, uh, without really having to go so much in their backstory. Like it really makes you understand what you could these, what, what they've been through and what they're going through mentally. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and in their, in their lives. Uh, and the next, the next thing we get to is, uh, Jesus, uh, going to school one day, Jay tried to talk to him and like this one dude, his name is big time, big time Willie. Oh yeah. Also, I mean, yeah. with sweetness, got the, the, the lamest names ever. Um, I, I, I like big time. Willie. <laughs> uh, uh, big time Willie played by, uh, Roger. I think it's like, again, again, for Smith, something like that. Jared, you ever see that movie dope? I did not. Uh, well, he has a role in the movie Dope where he play. He basically plays the same character, just less streets. Okay. Yeah, and like he basically gives this lecture about about how how do I put this? He, he's in the lecture about how uh, basketball and how fame can really just have fa- how fame and basketball can really just like drive a man to do things and not do, and like how it can lead to like tragedy. When like they li- they live too fast and too hard, and, but it's but it but it's a caution. But it's like a caution tale. A cautionary almost. tale. Yeah, yeah. And I guess this this actor is really. I've seen him, I've seen him a bunch of stuff. He's a really solid actor, and they, he's worked a couple times. By the way, there's actually one movie he did uh, called the Hugh P. Newton story, where it's uh-huh. literally it's just him for like an hour and a half. It's like a big performance piece film. He's excellent in that. I, I think. Sp- he clearly has like a liking for this because he puts him in a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I I really dig this scene because a lot of what he's saying is true. Like a lot of these young it's still true now. It, yeah, it's still true now. Yeah, I mean, not only severe, just basketball, but, but just different, but just different sports in general. And like, I like like different thing. Actually, just different thing. Like so many eyes are on you. I mean, look at uh, look at um, River Phoenix or look yeah. at Johnny Johnny Manziel. Like they got a lot of fame really fast, and they kind of, kind of fuck up their lives. Although Johnny and, I mean, sells money, but even now you look at like even like Antonio Brown. Now, if you look at somebody who you know what I mean on top of the yeah. top of his game and his craft, and literally has completely pissed it all away, um, it's a cautionary tale. It really is. Yeah. Uh, so some, something else I think this movie does like a really good job is just showing how. Just showing how messed up the world of, like, how, how kind of scummy the world of sports recruitment can be. Yeah. Because, like, you look, because, in, you look in the next scene. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, because I'm going to, because kind of just to play off what you were going to say. It, but it shows you that these people are so indispensable that they, they're, they're completely... Uh, easily to be replaced. Like they, they just want these agents really don't have their best interest. They really want what's best for them. You know what I yeah. mean? And like, you look at, you look at this next scene where he goes to this, uh, like as agent's house, he's like, he's got like this big ass mansion. He's throwing him. I think one's like a Lamborghini or like a Ferrari. It's, a, it's, I can't tell what car it is, but it's like very, 
It, it is a Ferrari. Okay. And we should say that this is set up because he's dating I mean Lamborghini. Uh, Layla, I mean Lamborghini. But he's dating Layla, played by Rosario, Rosario Dawson. Dawson. Lala, Lala, who, Lala, not Layla. Lala, sorry, not Layla, sorry. Um, Lala, played by Rosario they, Dawson. Who they seem uh, very, to very hint early role. Uh, yeah, and we get that she's in it again. Kind of play back what you said. She's in it for the reasons of take, 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 because she even makes, you know, later on, she makes that comment about, you know, how he was going to take care of her and stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, this, this agent is basically trying to get him in. He's trying to get him to go straight to the NBA, which is something that I think is established by now that Jesus wants him to go, doesn't want him to do. And, like, and this was, yeah, this was, like, a really big thing, like, especially considering this was talked about by Kobe Bryant. We can talk about this. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's all basically the biggest sport where you can go straight from high school into the NBA drafts. Well, there's only a handful of players. You know, you had obviously Kobe, you had LeBron, Kobe, LeBron, had Kevin, Kevin Garnett, Dwight, Kevin Garnett, and Dwight Howard. Team, I think T Mac did too, didn't he? Uh, T Mac, I'm pretty sure did. I, I, I think he went straight in, but so but yeah. but these are exceptions of the rules, though. You know, you see the majority of the NBA. As a as a whole, and it's it's a few and far between. Let alone going to college, but let alone making it like making a big splash. Well, especially considering like that now they since changed the rules where you have to, you can't like go right out of high school. You have to have to, one, like, be like one year out for at least a year. Yeah, one year. A year, I think. Yeah, you still you still don't have you still don't have to go to college, but you have to be out for at least one year. Which I mean, I, I don't understand the difference, but I mean. I don't know. Maybe they think that if if they hold hold back a year, the it'll encourage these yeah, people that are, are thinking to, about skipping to, to go to just go to college anyway, just to just to go for a year. I mean, I, it's I don't know. It's kind of counterproductive, but I mean, I kind of understand where they're where they're going with it. But yeah, like you you see the length that these agents go to to try and get these people, these people signed. It's not just it's not just like agents for the NBA. Like they they show how far college want to go to in, in a later scene. But like he's giving him like a fucking it was like a diamond Rolex, which I think value oh, like, like thirty, a, 30 like, grand, fifty. It was like a yeah, thirty or forty thousand dollar watch. I mean, and then you know if he could go into a time machine and see now, it's like well shit, you can just get an Apple Watch for like three hundred bucks. That's You're true. <laughs> <laughs> you can text and do everything with it. That Rolex watch, I guess you should. You know, come I get to get ship and tell time. <laughs> you could buy literally, dude. Come on. You can buy ten thousand of those watches. You're good, bud. You're good. I think it's you can I think buy it's ten thousand Apple watches. I think that's literally the line. The agent says, "Like, well, money. Yeah, you're gonna make. You can buy ten thousand of these Rolexes." It's uh, like, dude. It's like they're gonna be like nobody wears like big designer watches like that anymore. No, 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 no one wears. No one wears watches like that. It's all about smartwatches. It's all about the smartwatches, man. And they're a, a minute fraction of the cost. So you're good. Best of both yeah. worlds. Uh, so this is where we get this is where we get like a really like, cool entangled scene of flashbacks because we see uh, Jesus reading a letter from his mom to him, yeah, telling him talk to him about his father because and and the very next scene we see why because like there was a flashback where he's really he, he, like you, you see the training that this this uh, Jake's putting this kid through and you can tell like, he's he's taking it. He's, he's putting him through the ring. Like, it's it's really like rough, rigorous training that he's going through. Yeah, he's putting his son through the um, 
through the ringer for sure. Just the different things he's doing, like oh, if he, you know, he he's tiring out his son and then having him shoot, a, you know, shoot the free throw because he's simulating a game. Like you're going to be tired. There's going to be times when you're, you know, playing basketball, and it's going to come down to you. You're not going to be you know, rejuvenated, fresh, full of energy. You're going to be down to the, you know, the, the barrel down to the bottom of the barrel here with energy. And, you know, I, you, I appreciate this because you just see how much his, his dad wants this for you. You see it though. He's being like, hard on him, but he, but he's really, he wants this for him. It's a very like whiplash type of training. It is. We just talked about, we talked about whiplash last yeah. time. Um, Point where yeah, like he is just driving this kid into that dirt, and like the point where even he just like I quit and throws the ball away. Yeah, and yeah, which will come back later on. Yeah, which will come back later on. Uh, he throws the ball away, and then like he comes in, he's a little bit, he's a little, uh, he's tired. Jesus is tired. He's pissed Jake, because he lost Jake's ball, and you know he's pissed. Tries to get, he tries to get up. Jake, uh, Jake says no. He leaves anyway, and that's where he like puts his hands on him. The wife tries to stop him. This is where it happens. Like he throws his wife, he throws his wife across the room, yeah. and throws her into the sink. It's like I'm the like, sink or the counter. Say, yeah, can we just say he didn't? He didn't push her that hard. Come on. Yeah, no, he he did not push her hard. Come on, <laughs> not to kill her. Come on, come on. Like you're better most, than that. You're you're better than that. Uh, like this, this would only kill her if his wife had that osteogenesis <laughs> imperfecta that Mister Glass had an unbreakable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the very brittle bones. There's no the way, very, dude. The very brittle um, bones. <laughs> come on, I've I did notice that. Yes. Get, yeah, okay. I mean, you could see wrestlers get hit in the head with a steel chair. I mean, come on. This, I mean, it. You hear the the the, the thump of it, but at, at best, that's going to maybe knock her out, give her a concussion. You know, come yeah, on. Con- concussion probably, but yeah, this not is, not killer. But on. but still, Daniel <laughs> sells the out of this. Dude, come on! He sells it. He sells it well. He does, but let's let's. Chance and I know the real story. That's she's alive. She's alive. This is <laughs> this is all an elaborate hoax because you wanted to get <laughs> just, Jake out of the house. <laughs> she's like, "You're a bad father. I'm going to put you away forever." <laughs> yeah, and oh, yeah, this is what follows like a really kind of semi heartbreaking scene because we get another. Uh, you get another scene between Jake and Jesus, which does, those are to me those are the highlight of the film. Uh, well, because the they build this film. Yeah, they build yeah. the film. And like you know, it's it's a it's it's like a it's like a slow decline kind of thing because like he starts up telling him that instead of being named after our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he's actually uh, named after Earl Monroe, who was a basketball player, had the nickname Black Jesus because he can't just mm-hmm. be Jesus; he's got to be Black Jesus. <laughs> No, it has to be like you can't can't just be Jesus on his own. <laughs> now, I remember my uncle talking about Earl Monroe. Like this, this dude was, uh, and they show close to me. He was, he was a great player. He was a baller for sure. And I mean, you really just don't hear a whole lot about him. And I kind of appreciate, you know, Jake's story. You know how he's telling about like because to him, he idolized you know him, and uh, he just thought that he was the next big thing, the next big coming. I also gotta say, I also gotta appreciate the wardrobe here because you look at the things they're wearing right now. <laughs> It's yeah. so, it's so nineties because like Jesus wearing Jesus is wearing overalls. That's how nineties this yeah. is, dude. And what about earlier when uh, Jake went to the shoe store to buy a new pair of Jordans? Oh yeah, the yeah the the, the, cla- the classic. I can't, remember, I can't remember what they were, but they were they were really nice shoes. I, I, I honestly, yeah, I they were really, right now. Oh yeah, they were nice shoes. But again, just that that homage to the nineties, like so nineties. 
Yeah, but this is where uh, Jake ultimately comes clean with Jesus. He says, like, look, uh, they want you, the people send me, want me to, want me to help you. I'm sorry. The people who sent me want you to sign a letter of intent to Big State, <laughs> totally real Big State University. Yeah, the hell with the hell with Duke, Kansas, Georgetown. You need to go to Big State. Sign with the real Big State, and like you, you, you feel you feel why you, you feel Jesus really not happy about it because like it's someone else who just wants one thing from him. But the thing is, it's and I think again, kind of you and I were talking earlier. It's because of the fact he's against the wall with time. He yeah. kind of has to come out and tell him his his whole entire thing because he doesn't have time not to. And and I and I see where Jake is really trying to not you know release the fact that he's doing this because you know he's you know it's pretty much his job in the seven days that he has to do this. And I think he's kind of like. Shit, you know, and, and kind of how you said, now it's like another person that wants their hand out for something, you know? Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, he, has, he then goes on a college trip led by someone who, we, someone who at one point we thought died in the, in the Kobe accidents. Uh, <laughs> this is like a, all, how this all ties in together, who also would play for the Lakers later on. Who we'll also play for the Lakers. Shh. Jeez, I mean, like you can't you can't tie up a basketball movie into a whole. T- you know what I mean? It's just it's fitting that all this happened. Like, yeah, uh, he goes to, to the also very real Tech U. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> you can go. You can go to UNC. You can go North Carolina, Arkansas, <laughs> big states, or Tech U. Or Tech U, <laughs> not Texas Tech. You just go to Tech U. And yeah, remember how we said like how agents go to like really big lengths to get players? Well, colleges can be just as scummy too. Oh man, Cause this, because this this shit does not this shit is not real. Like this is not happening. Like like this. this at is least crazy. Not, at least not like this. Like I've had friends who've been recruited and looked at by like various college. I'm not sure where Tech U would be. I don't. I, I doubt to be D1. But if, this is, if they are, of it, you're not gonna have you're gonna have a threesome at Tech U with like two drop dead gorgeous blowouts that look like strippers. Yeah, they're very, very you know, obvious. Come on. <laughs> oh, absolutely, strippers. They clearly do not go to school there. They, so no, tech, very, very tech, clearly not. Tech U might be bomb in the barrel for the female diversity there. Maybe. Maybe, 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 tech, maybe tech U is the, is the secret. <laughs> they, 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 they got all, all, the, all the pretty ones go to Tech U. <laughs> we're doing it all wrong, guys. You, you, you guys were going to all these big schools. Tech U is tech you. like... Tech U is like the fountain of youth, fountain of youth, man. You don't know about it, but it's it's there. It's 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 a big thing. Their coach is John Turo. They got a Chick Fil A on campus, which we guys we know who sponsored this movie. Yes, <laughs> very, make it very obvious. Like the Chick, I, uh, I know that Chick Fil A is very very plainly visible, uh, not but not Sundays. on Sunday. So we do know that this is just gonna, on a weekday. Yes, and don't you go, don't you dare go holding the hands of the same sex on campus there, Tech U. <laughs> or day I don't. We, we we don't condone that. We um, you can't you can't get yourself chicken nuggets if you do that kind of stuff, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no chicken nuggets or waffle fries. Nope, no waffle fries. Hold hands, no waffle fries, guys. Yeah, there's like a there's a very brief moment. Well, this is this is just something I just noticed. I think it's a very brief moment where I think one of the ladies at the table is Anna Gunn, who I think played Brian Cranston's wife in Breaking Bad. I can't. Really? But I, I, it looks like her. Are you talking about when him and Rick Fox are kind of just like talking about like well, they're having lunch. women? 
And he, he's like all those groupies over there, like his groupies or whatever. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I just okay. Looked, it's not her. It's not, it's not her. It looks just like her, but it's not her. Okay. Uh, but anyways, yeah, they talk talking about the groupies. And also, it's just, it's just like very briefly touching the thing where it's like, it's a very like frowned upon thing in the black community. Like, like black women do not like when black men date, white, date outside the race. Yeah. And something that's also touched upon in the People vs. OJ, the American crime story, <laughs> we're just like, do not let any black women on, on this jury, because unless they like OJ, because black women do not like that OJ married a white a white lady. <laughs> oh, man. yeah, it's just, it's just a thing. That I'm glad uh, Spike addressed here. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah. So, um, uh, we do get a scene where uh, I try to talk to Rosario Dawson, and then like this other dude. I'm pretty sure he's cheating. She's cheating on Jesus with. So oh, absolutely. Denzel. <laughs> he just he just decks him in the throats. Oh, dude, that seems awesome. This seems great, dude. That's like a Liam Neeson taken move right there. Man. Oh, this is this is totally a Neeson taken. Abs- absolutely. Oh yeah, he gets that little throat chop going on. This this this, this was his audition for the Equalizer. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. You definitely get a chance of Equalizer in that one. Hundred percent. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, the rest of this movie really. They don't really come together again until the end. You see, it's basically them doing their own thing. Like Denzel, he has like a nice, he, he has like a love scene with uh, uh, Dakota Jovovich. Yeah, it's just Ooh. I mean, it's it's kind of this. This, this is this is the one. This is one part of the film. That I understand why it's included. I don't think it's entirely necessary to the plot. I mean, we could, you could get it without like them like having sex. I think you could just have them like talking and conversing. I think like the believability of that's a little bit more realistic. I think. Yeah, but also I mean, like because I, I it's just it's just to, it's different. I don't think this relationship entirely necessary. I think it's, it could have been just as fine if it was just about him and his son. You know? You know oh what I'm yeah, yeah. We yeah we don't need yeah Dakota. We really don't need it all. No, we don't. It just it just kind of show that Denzel Denzel apparently has ED. From prison, like it's it broke it broke his dick. Him and John, John Knoxville are in the same boat. And on top of it, he has now decided not to push anybody into the sink. He's trying to he's trying to move past that dude. She's she's still alive, that, man. She ain't dead. She's still alive. She got up. She, she got up easy. That chick got concussed, girl. That he ain't. She ain't dead. She ain't dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we also see the next thing that the uncle's really pulled some he's really pulled some scummy some scummy moves. Like he accepted a, he used some money offered to him by either like a pro like the pros or a school to buy Jesus a car. Yeah, and was it a Lexus like, or it was a Lexus. It was yeah. a Lexus. And Jesus was just like, yeah. What the fuck are you doing? I I haven't made any decisions yet. It reminds me a lot of uh Ember season five of Friday Night Lights where uh Vince Vince's dad was working with about was working a bunch of schools to try and get him in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it reminds me of that. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, I see. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, and uh, this this is this is the scene that we were talking alluded to earlier. Uh, we see that Rosario Dawson's character Lala, she's really too concerned about being taken care of, and to the point where like, and she was willing to do anything for you. Like, she apparently got an abortion at one point because she got pregnant because it was going to ruin his, ruin his. Uh, Chances at you know fame and like playing pro basketball. Yeah, uh, I mean, but yeah, basically, uh, yeah, basically, like it's like everyone else in his life. She's concerned with getting hers. Yeah, and it's not more about like 
yeah, how you can't like what you're doing for Jesus. That's what can he do for you? You know what I mean? Exactly. Ask not what you can do for your Jesus, but for what your Jesus can do. For <laughs> literally, you. literally. <laughs> uh, then we get to I guess the climax of the movie. Uh, it's a one on. It's a one on one. Jesus versus uh, Shuttlesworth. He Shuttlesworth. Basically, what this is is like it's first to eleven. If Jake wins, uh, he signs the letter. Jesus signs the letter to big to totally real big stand. Yes. And Jesus wins. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they're going, and actually, Jesus, is, Jake is holding his own, which he wasn't Dude, supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, you're you're really believe that he has a shot here. What what what? And the reason for that is because uh, what was really supposed to happen? You hear Ray Allen talk about it. Uh, Jake was supposed to get swept. Like, it was supposed uh, to be eleven zero. Really? Yes. Really? Yeah. Like you you hear uh, Ray, Ray Allen talk about it. You're just like uh, yeah, Jesus was supposed to. Uh, he was supposed to sweep uh, Jake uh, eleven to zero, but Denzel kept shooting the ball and it kept going in. <laughs> uh, Which I appreciate, though. I like I like it better this way because it's yeah. You, I, I like that it was competitive. Well, that because you can see the the hunger, the drive of Jake in this. You he wants to he wants to try to get out of jail. He wants to lessen his time in jail. But also, like it's as, 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 it's not so much about like him beating Jake. It's also about him. Trying to teach, like you said, he's trying to teach his son a less another lesson because yeah. this is how this is how they're trying to work through the emotional issue the two of them have had over the past couple of years. Uh, them playing basketball, like, like he said, like yeah, I, it's like I'm, te- I'm teaching, I'm teaching, I'm teaching a lesson. I've always te- I'm yeah, always it's that lessons. bond that they, it's that bond, it's that bond that they've had ever since you know they were ever since uh, Jesus was younger. But yeah, like we said, uh, the the game ends 11, 11 to five and. As you as you figure, it's Ray it's Ray Allen, the basketball player versus versus Jake Shuttlesworth versus Denzel Washington. The actor. He got tired pretty fast. Although the game versus the actor. Pretty pretty the sure uh, he, he got a trucking foul at the end. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. But yeah, but we're we're, we're gonna let it go. And uh, yeah, this is the the final scene where you just like you gotta get rid of that hate that hate in your heart, or Usher's gonna yeah. end up like and I do I do think it's a great message about like you know, closure and being yeah. able to let go and being able to just as compassion, forgiveness. Yeah. Um, because you see that there is remorse there. He is sorry. He didn't mean to do this and he doesn't want that hate to ruin Jesus as a person. Yeah. You know, you also see that like this was, this was this uh, at the heart of it. This is less about, uh, Jake getting what was best for him. He's the only one who wanted to just do what was best for him in this yeah. entire film. He he never asked. I mean, okay, outside of the fact that he that he said about with you know choosing for the letter of intent, he didn't specifically ask him anything. He didn't want anything. No money. But, it, no but nothing. It, it, even when he, even when he lost, he didn't really seem all that bummed. He just he didn't really seem all that concerned with beating him. With beating him yeah. to get him to go to big state. He. Like the big concern was getting Jesus to, you know, move on and getting him to be a better man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we come to the next day, which is dis- which is decision day, and mm. Jesus decides to go to the totally real Big State University. <laughs> oh wow! Who yeah. saw that coming? Yeah, who 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 would have thunk? So. So you think, uh, oh, Jesus is going to get a shortened sentence now, right? Wrong, <laughs> because yeah, I'm not sure how this works. Bullshit. 
But because he didn't sign the letter of intent, even though he went to the college anyway. Yeah, I mean, he did everything you wanted to do without actually physically signing the letter that you gave Jake to have Jesus sign. But okay. Yeah, but okay, sure, whatever you say. Uh, yeah. He he uh, can, I mean, he says the governor's going to try. But uh, we'll see what we'll see what uh we'll, we'll see what he can do. I wouldn't count on it. Uh, but yeah, I I, I do I did kind of see that coming, which I'm just like, but it's it's still it's still it's such still like bullshit a, though. Like it, yeah, it, it is bullshit. And it's such like a, yeah, it's such like a system manip- It's just like a system using manipulating. Uh, I mean, not kind of like how he's no saint, but he's Houston. Yeah, but what yeah, were you saying? Kind of like. Kind of like how, um, you know, how we were talking about agents use their upcoming, you know, their, their clientele. Kind of how that, to get what they want. It's, it's kind of the same, the same principle. It's, it's, you know what I mean? The warden was using Jake to get what he wanted or the, the, the you know what I mean? The, the governor or whatever to, to get what he wanted. Yeah, for sure. And then you know, get, it's, like, it's almost like parallel with, with that. No, yeah, uh, yeah. Them using Jake and then discarding him like he's nothing. Which again, another nice little, uh, another little uh, nod at how the government prison system treats African Americans. It's, it's nice little, it's nice little like uh, what what's it called? Uh, homage, hint, hint, something like that. I, I you, yeah, find find the words. Can't can't think of it For, right now. Foreshadowing? Uh, not really foreshadowing. Just like uh, jab. I think jab's a good word. Playful Jim. Allegory. Allegory is what I was thinking yeah. of. There that you go. That was the word. Uh, but anyways, yeah, we get one last parallel between uh, the two of them. They're both shooting hoops. We're both, we're both, they're both shooting hoops in their respective locations again. Jake at the total real big... Jesus at the total real big state. And Jake back in jail. Uh, and then we get like the, fi- the final scene of uh, Jake... He goes to get a ball. There's this, like whole area behind the basketball and it's marked out of bounds. You so think he's gonna get shot? I thought he was gonna get shot. Denzel dies. People forget Denzel dies a lot of stuff. Yeah, so, I mean and, it's it's on the table. I mean he's 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 able to. Oh, you know, absolutely, it's on the table. Yeah, for him. And to I'm, get I'm, shot. I'm, I'm convinced that he would have. I'm, I'm convinced that uh, Spike Lee would have shot to see Denzel die because he di- he dies really. <laughs> He's a good guy. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't die any worse than Jesus's mom. Yeah, that's true. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> said, we're just gonna, was real. gonna. Yeah, I mean, we're just gonna keep <clears throat> keep going on that one. I'm gonna keep focusing on that. Which, by the way, the prison guard sniper is played by Ron Cephish Jones, who uh, he would go on to be in uh, This Is Us. He was uh, he was Eddie, he was actually Eddie Brock's boss in Venom, the one that fired in the beginning of the movie. Oh was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's a great, great actor. Uh, so he goes to the out-of-bounds thing, takes the ball, and just chucks it over the wall. And this is a weird scene, but it, I understand the, I understand the, what he's going for. Uh, the ball magically teleports into the big state's arena. Uh, and where Jesus is looking yeah. at it. Where Jake's... Uh, no, sorry, Jesus is looking at it. And I, I thought this was weird, but then I realized, oh, this is basically Jake kind of casting off his dream, casting off burden he had on his on his son like he knows he's probably not going to get out of jail anytime soon uh but this is kind of to give his son hope that since he's kind of let go and kind of forgiven his father 
that he's got a shot to make something of himself of himself or kind of or kind of like what I thought of like Jake throwing the ball. It was like his hopes and dreams for his son have been caught and now he has received it and now he can try to how you said move on with life and really try to, you know, I mean, try to make a name for himself and, 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 and do right, you know. Yeah, and uh, we get a really beautiful, done, beautifully done uh, score in this scene. And throughout this entire the score of this movie is actually really good. And yeah, yeah that's really. where that's where the movie ends. So, uh, final thoughts on He Got Game, Russell? It's just a classic. I think it's one of my favorite Denzel movies. Um, just because I just I, I like you know sports in general. I just love the of the heart between the two characters. The moments that you see Denzel and Ray Allen on the screen together, really just, they drive that film. Um, there's a lot of, you know, kind of how we said before with just, you know, New York as a backdrop in its own character and just everything about this film. Um, really just, it, it's, it's a really great film. And it's one that I like really enjoy from Spike Lee. I mean, granted he's, he's a great director. He has a lot of good movies, but I think this is the one I just really, really enjoy. I've always, I've always liked this one. And it's one of uh, the better, you know, Best bas- best basketball movies out there for sure. So that again, oh. that's why we put it on the poll. I mean, it's just, it's a fantastic film. Oh yeah, it's great. This, this, this is a great movie. I think it's I think it's fantastic. I d- I would like to see like the alternate universe Kobe version of this movie because I mean the only reason he wasn't in it because the year prior he, they lost uh, the Lakers lost pretty bad to I want to say Utah. It was a playoff loss. Uh, he didn't he didn't play very well. So okay. he really wanted to focus on. But again, typical Kobe, like Kobe worried more, you know what I mean? Just how he was. He was one of those scholars where he just wanted to go back and try to hone his craft, try to get better because that's what he wanted to do as a competitor, cutthroat, you know, he, you know, he was out for blood and that's what, you know, that's just the type of person he was. So I can see why the move that he made, he made, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think it's a very well, actually one of my favorite Spike Lee movies, one of my favorite basketball movies of all time. I think Ray Allen Despite, despite not being an actor, being a basketball player, it does give him does give a really good performance. He feels very natural. Yeah. He feels very real. Uh, I think in the back and forth with him and Denzel is great. I love what he has with his sister. And I do think puts you, it does do a great job putting you in the driver's seat of someone who has to make a decision that not only affects him, but, it, but ultimately it affects everybody around him. And they yeah. feel that pressure, makes you feel that weight, makes you feel the, makes you feel the consequence of every decision he could possibly make. Yeah, I think Spike Lee did a fantastic job with this. Uh, I uh, I think this movie is fantastic. Uh, if you haven't seen it, please please go check it out. So that's it for our review. But the show is not quite done yet. So Russell, uh, this Sunday we are going to be seeing the ninety second, ninety third. I want to say ninety second, ninety something. Well, let's just say ninety second Academy Awards. And uh, you know the nominees came out. We weren't exactly too too thrilled. So we thought, you know what? Let's do our own nominations. Now, we're not going to do every single category, but we did a select few. Got a few people for uh, top of the voting, voting board. I want to say a big thank you to uh, Jen Kemp, uh, Paul Yama, Mark Knopik. Uh, they helped us narrow down these nominees, and we're going to go over them right now. All right, so starting off with, we decided to do eight major categories, first of which is Best Adapted Screenplay. Now, our nominees are Just Mercy, Jojo Rabbit, the Two Popes, and Little Women. I think we have three in common with the Academy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we do. 
Uh, I, I wish I could tell you which ones we which ones you shafted in the place of the oh Joker Joker we did we, not we took jo- Joker and Irishman off Irishman that was the other one okay but Irishman was close Irishman did have some support uh, moving on to our best original screenplay category our nominees are Knives Out Parasite Marriage Story Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Booksmart for a comic with the Academy on that one uh, but Booksmart ended up landing our landing our nom. Again, I can't remember what the last original screenplay was. I feel like I feel bad. I feel like I'm blanking. Was it nineteen? It was Yeah, yeah. I, I really remember just now. All right, so moving on to our acting categories. First one is best supporting actress. Our nominees are Laura Dern from Marriage Story, Florence Pugh for Little Women, Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers, Cha Shuchen for The Farewell, Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Actually, that's why I say like that. Those are our five. Mm-hmm. We have three in common with the Academy, and like the Academy shouldn't have, we included Jennifer Lopez, we included Shasha Chen, because they should have been nominated. And yeah, I, I actually do like I do I do dig this crap. I think this is a hard one. I mean, this is a hard one to pick a winner from. I know who I would pick. And yeah, and I'm glad. I'm. I mean, although I did like Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell, I think we made a good decision putting J Lo on over her. So I'm good with yeah. that too. Uh, and next one is Best Supporting Actor. Our nominees are Sterling K. Brown for Waves, Shia LaBeouf for Honey Boy, Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and Song Kang Ho for Parasites. Again, we have two in common with the Academy. The rest the rest are the ones for those little movies that weren't going to get any shot. Although I was surprised to see a Parasite person on there because it is for me speaking. It's hard for me to pick any one performance in Parasites. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, but I'm glad that even when we were doing nominations, I'm kind of glad I went with him because I thought, to me, he kind of delivered a little bit more uh, in the film. So I kind of, I'm kind of glad that he got some love. Yeah. Uh, next, next category is best actress. Our nominees are Lupita Nyong'o for Us, Renee Zellweger for Judy, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, Aquafina for The Farewell, and Florence Pugh for Midsommar. Uh, yeah, I we have let's see one, two, actually, there's two, two gone with the academy. Scarlett Johansson yeah. did land double nomination with us, she had a dynamite year, like she was on it. Yeah, I mean, she, I mean, she was on her A game this year, it was a really good year for her, but yeah, uh, we did show some love to Aquafina, who was harshly snubbed, like harshly snubbed. Yeah, I mean, like when this movie came out, like everybody was talking it up, and like I went and saw it, you know, and when you and I were talking. Um, and I loved it. I really wish that it was one of those movies that went under the radar. It was getting love there when it came out, and then it just kind of like went by the wayside. So I'm kind of glad that we put her in here. Our nominees for Best Actor, Actor are Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Karen Edgerton for Rocket Man, uh, Paul Walter Hauser for Richard Jewell, Eddie Murphy for Dolomite Is My Name, and Adam Sandler for Uncut Gem. We only have in common with the academy on this case yeah i and felt they they really got got this year wrong with it with some of these oh, act, yeah. acting performances they really, there was really no they yeah they really they really they really kind of screwed the pooch on this one uh this, I'll, I'll admit adam driver was not in my nominees but i think he gives a great performance i'm happy to see him here yeah i mean uh, he was in mine but i mean he was solid and i and i liked him in that so that's why i was i was good to keep adam driver in there all right moving on to best director our nominees are Bong Joon-ho for Parasite, the Safdie brothers for Uncut Gems, 
Sam Mendes for 1917, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Greta Gerwig for Little Women. That's we have three in common with the Academy. Uh, we did we did have a female nominee in Greta Gerwig. She was our she was our one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, the Sassy Brothers. That was a that was the last minute addition. We had to do some you know extra voting. That one, but I'm I'm glad to get in there because the Uncut Gems I think is one of the best directors I've seen this year, for sure. And I'm glad it, it went in over um, Scorsese, The Irishman. So I, I'm I'm good with that. Or Todd Phillips. Or Todd Phillips again, because I mean, it's it's pretty much what um, cut and paste with the Scorsese's film. Uh, what the hell is it called? King of Comedy. King of Comedy. Yeah, I mean, pretty much the same thing from what I've heard. I mean, I haven't seen the King of Comedy, but I know from what I've like heard, a lot of people are comparing it to that. Yeah. And our final category, best picture. Now, Academy does ten. We on, we're only doing five because it's more competitive. It's it's a, a it's a harsher battlefield, Russell. It is, but the Academy only likes to do nine this year, though. Because we gotta gotta keep no, in mind they, we left. They only like to do. Open. They've only liked to do nine for the past couple of years. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not not a big deal. We we have ten, but we'll just we'll honor nine. And our nominees are Parasite. 1917, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and the last one to get in, Little Women. I figured that's which I will say I, I did not nominate, but I do think it's a very fairly well made film, and I don't begrudge it for making our nominations. Uh, so yeah, those are our nominees. Yes, I, I I don't think we did worse. I think, uh, no, I definitely I mean, think we did worse. These are solid uh, picks all around. I think oh, yeah. you know. You can, I mean, and that's the thing about this year was fantastic for films. Obviously, if you guys listen to our top 20 performances of 2019, there was a lot of solid performances. And, you know, you only get five spots in some of these categories. So it's it's really hard to narrow it down. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, those are our nominees. And, you know, we're not doing winners because you guys get to pick the winner. We're going to put all these on polls in our Facebook group. And you will get to pick which one you think deserves the win. We'll put properties out the Monday after the Act Academy Awards air so we can see how bad they screwed up when they give Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix the Oscar. Uh, but that's it. That brings us to the end of the show. So, Russell, uh, you want to give our plug before we head out? Yeah, you can find us on uh, Facebook, Notorious by Chance. It's the Facebook group. Uh, get, you know, get all your friends on board with it. Um, we put up polls for you guys to vote on. Obviously, Chance just talked about this Oscar poll that we're putting up on Monday, which will be pretty exciting to see what you guys think. Did the Academy get it right or did they get it wrong? So uh, that'll be exciting. You can also find us on YouTube. We've been a little bit dormant. We're going to get back to that. Don't worry. And Notorious by Chance on YouTube. We put up all our new movie reviews, the newest releases out there in the theaters. So go ahead and check that out. Like, subscribe, comment, all that fun stuff. And uh, yeah. If I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Chance World underscore 91, check out my other podcast, BWC. I'm going to be starting up again very soon. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to be starting up that up again relatively soon. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, watch the Schmodown where I compete, uh, join the Patreon, free for all tickets, and a lunch just went on sale. Uh, it's going to be a big fun event. Come, come see it. You'll have a great time. And uh, yeah, it's going to do it for us. Uh, like, subscribe, give us a rating, and we will see you next time.